five pin bowling is the way that those pussy Canadians dumb down actual bowling. Anybody. I know you're trying to find moose jerky, but uh, Kyle really wants a moose knuckle. And Dawn. Made it to the end, and I refuse to watch. I hate the last ten minutes. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Well, we got a few of these uh, emails uh, last night into this morning. Uh, it has been a weird, weird NFL season. Oh. Unpredictable. Uh, a lot of surprises, not just overall, but within the season. Teams like the Denver Broncos with, with Russell Wilson and and Sean Payton, the, one of the best coaches, they were going to be outstanding, and then they started off like 1-5, and five, and now oh, they're Jesus. on a six-game winning streak, and oh, they're right back geez. in it. Oh, my God. So, uh, last night, the absolutely worthless Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears. Uh, uh, probably the second or third worst team in the NFL. Uh, probably going to cut or trade their their number one draft pick quarterback Justin Fields. Uh, they uh, they had no shot uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, who out of nowhere have have gotten themselves back into the playoff race, uh, even though their quarterback Kirk Cousins is is out for the season. And so, with all of that as the setup, we got an email like this one from Tracy. Hey Tracy. I just want to say a big thank you to Dawn, why? Who was the only one who believed in my sorry team. <laughs> To win the game and beat the Vikings. Da Bears. Oh, yes. Oh, I so believed in them. Nicole <laughs> says, Dawn knows her football. I don't care what anyone says. You're on your way to first place. You go, girl. Yes, the <laughs> Chicago Bears are the first team to win the season Woo-hoo! without scoring a touchdown. It was oh, another what? terrible oh, game. Oh. oh, no. What? The uh, Bears scored four field goals, and oh. that was enough to beat the Vikings, who got a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, yeah, go Bears. 12-10, to 10, a Bears victory, uh, and Dawn was the only one who had that prediction for to last night's Monday night football game. Chi-Town, is that what they call it? Chi-Town represent. I, 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 I don't know how Chi-Towners feel about oh, that because there's, you know, there's all these nicknames for cities where the locals go, no, middle finger. You don't call it Frisco. It, the, people from San Francisco hate it when you call it Frisco. The the Windy City, yes. I don't know if Chicagoans like Chi-Town or not. Stop calling it Sacramento. Yes. Oh, stupid. Yes. Oh, I like that That's one. so dumb. You would. Yeah, I would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is very dumb. Uh, but it, so if they hate it, Chicagoans, then they got to hate that there's a show, Chi-Town. Rich, and again, I don't yeah. know. I, right. I, 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 so no. <laughs> I'm just here to try to you know, protect everyone as best I can in their little mores. Uh, with that, uh, the season uh, is uh, through of week 12, and Dawn is one game behind Steve Mickelson. So I'm still a loser. In our pigskin picks. The second place, you might as well be last. She picked up a game on everybody, yeah. uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's second place for now. Yeah. It's, it's, what, that is the worst mantra I've ever heard. If, 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 it's the, if it's the day before the last season, or a better analogy, if it's, if it's five days left in the Major League Baseball season, and you're one game behind the first place team. You don't walk around sulking, going, "Ah, well, you know, we're just." You go, you walk around saying, "Well, all right, we're in position to win." Yeah. You're, because you're right there. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you don't. Sure, sure. You probably shouldn't sulk, but you also don't get all puffed up. No. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, no, no, no. You don't I, get I, puffed up because you're not there yet. Exactly. And, and, Second and, place, but, you're just uh, first loser. By the way, by the way. You were puffed up for the first eight weeks of this year because yeah. you were in first place. I know because I, but now that I'm not, 
I know this is how it continues. Because it's Steve Mickelson, for Pete's sakes. He's won for the last 100 years. It's actually, I believe, 22 out of 24 years. I think we finally got the details. Something like, yes. Well, he's a professional picker. Now, you know. if I get number one again, oh, yes, the obnoxiousness will come back. That's first place. Hello. Uh, uh, Kyle and I are seven games behind. Oh, no shot. You guys should be sulking. And uh, uh, Brandon oh. is in last place. With, mm-hmm. He is 13 games back. That's the most. By far. Yes. <laughs> Uh, by the way, our professional gambler, Steve Mickelson, uh, has 114 games right this year. Meanwhile, j Dog on the membership site at members.radradio.com has 12 more right, 126. Jeez, what are they doing? And he has a three-game lead. Yes, j Dog, what are you doing? Do you have a system? <laughs> are you just blindly guessing? Tell us, we, we would We would just love to know. Uh, speaking of all of that, by the way, because our, our members uh, can pick, I mean, can't really do it now because the season's 12 weeks in. Uh, but they've been picking uh, all year. We've got hundreds of them from the start, uh, and they're vying for first place at the end of the season. Every now and then we get an email like we got this one yesterday from Jeff, and we like to address it on the air uh, because you have to go. And, Brandon, the, for, the, for the members, what are their rules for picking and deadlines and stuff? Because I think it's different than ours. I don't know. The remember. deadline to, to get your picks in is Thursday by 5 a.m. That's when the the locked the picks get locked in, so you can't make any changes, and you have to make sure you get your picks locked in by that time, Thursday at 5 a.m., uh, because you'll miss a whole week of picks. That, yeah. that means Damn. you'll go zero, zero wins, zero losses, so you'll fall back from whoever is staying on top of their picks. Oh so, we, oh, so we don't, we don't, we don't forfeit them. We don't give them losses. We just, they just don't get any wins. Correct. Okay, so we, yeah, so you're oh, done, because it's total wins. Okay. That's what the whole season is, is based on. So when we first, when we very first started, we had a couple people that were a little confused or they had a couple technical problems, not many. And then out of nowhere, uh, yesterday, we got this email from Jeff who says, I'm fairly certain that I submitted my pigskin picks last week. I know that I picked them. If I didn't, it sucks to be me, I guess, but I would appreciate you checking. So we thought, okay, well, you know, we had, we had the, uh, the guys at tech to you who power the membership site and the pigskin picks look into it. Uh, and uh, they wrote in uh, and they said, and Brand, I might need a little translation here, uh, says every time we investigate these issues, it turns out they never finished their picks or they didn't submit them. Members need to make sure they submit their picks and see the success message. Out of hundreds that play every week, we never have had multiple issues, just about one a week, which usually means operator error. If it was something programmatic, it would happen to more users. I think people are just getting distracted and not finishing their picks. So translation, Brando, programmatic means if there was a glitch in our system. Yep. Okay. And the success message that's what they should get. They, they'll, they'll be a board that says success when they make their picks. So you click through, you pick your, your teams that you want to win for each game that week, and there's a selection. You, you click on a, the, the football team's helmet. That's the, the easiest way I could describe it. So you check those, and all the way at the bottom of the page, once you're done making all your picks, you have to click submit picks or submit your weekly picks whatever the button says it's just there's a button that says submit at the bottom (laughs) and then a pop-up bubble will say success your picks have been picked um and they're locked in or whatever the success message says um so that's what jeff i think did wrong uh was that his name the the email 
the letter writer? Uh, but, uh, but, yes. Anyway, the yes, guy who, yes, who yes. didn't get his Sorry. pick submitted, that, that, that he did not click that submit button this week, which I get it. Like you're going through and you're clicking through. You think that when you just click the helmet that that's your way to submit your picks. No, you need to finish it by clicking submit at the bottom of the page. Yeah, see, I feel like Jeff doesn't do a lot of online shopping because you always wait for that final screen mm-hmm. that says order placed. Even though you've clicked other buttons beforehand, man, you wait. And so I would imagine that. Woohoo! Success is your go. Yeah, and then yeah. and then if, if you do it online shopping, like two days go by, you're like, God damn Amazon! Whatever happened this next day? So you stomp into your office, you grab your phone, <laughs> or your laptop, you go into your account, and you go to the orders, and there it is. You you never yep. you, you never did the final. God damn it! No, gotta do the wrong. final, and then you gotta get the message. Yeah, either that or he knew he messed up and mm. walked away for it. Came back, went, oh no, it's too late. Well, I'm gonna pretend like it's a user <laughs> error, and maybe they'll be nice and let me back in. Uh, by the way, the text you guys also say that you can go to Pigskin Picks and look under Member Weekly Totals. And if your username shows up on that list after you have submitted your pick, then that means everything was recorded successfully. Of course, this is all just for members at members.radradio.com. A couple of uh, follow-ups to that today is Tech to You Tuesday on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. That'll be at 10 a.m. with Ian from Tech to You. We'll have some details about what he'll be talking about here in a few minutes. And uh, speaking of football and such, tomorrow is the Mix Picks podcast at 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. First time we're having a guest. Uh, Steve and I will be joined by Dawn's husband. Yay, Gary! Uh, tomorrow morning to uh, talk all things football, 10 a.m. Uh, live. Uh, you can uh, watch or listen at members.radradio.com. And both of those podcasts become uh, a podcast for all to have the day after when they are on the membership site. Okay, I have a warning for everyone. Rob may already know. I'm not sure because he and Gary talk all the time. But... I love my Gary jokes, but he and I have the same sense of humor. He has a joke for y'all. You and Steve. On the sports show? Yes. Ooh. The sports joke, I hope. Oh, for God's sakes. Well, look forward to that. That'll get us some new members. <laughs> uh, so that'll be tomorrow. Today is Tech to You Tuesday. We got an email here from Caitlin Four. as long as we're talking football, the commissioner of the International Federation of Sports Fans. Pardon? <laughs> Had to break it up. There's a lot of sports talks going on. Caitlin says, Dear Almighty Commissioner, my son is 11 years old and has just discovered a love for football after Aww. playing at school. Aww. A little bit of a late bloomer, but That's I'll allow okay. it. Better late than never. 11. <laughs> what was he doing before the violin? Probably soccer. And That's Ugh. okay. Here is where I'm at a little bit of a loss as to how this should go. We live in Texas, moved here when he was nine years old. Originally, we are from the gay area. Bay Area. My husband, his dad, is not a fan of any sports fans. Oh, no wonder this poor kid took until 11. What, his dad and grandpa? Whoa. No, just my dad. Oh. My husband, his dad. We haven't gotten to grandpa yet. That, my husband, oh, his dad. Never mind. Right. I got Caitlin's you. husband, yep, yep, I'm the 11 year old's dad. All right. I'm with you. Okay. Yep. Is the hamster running yet up there on the <laughs> wheel? Hold on. His name is Caitlin, or Caitlin's the mom? Oh, my God. <laughs> Caitlin is writing about her 11 year old son. Okay. Thank you. The 11 year old son's father, who happens to be married to Caitlin, is not a fan of any sports. So 
the 11 year old hasn't been exposed to anything except by my dad now we get to grandpa okay yeah all right good good you got some man in there that likes sports and brother whenever ah, we they visit perfect wow boy that was fun meeting that guy when he wasn't the husband yet mm. what the hell did they talk to him about <laughs> hey man Jesus. and you know they warned her really you sure you're gonna marry this dude yeah or or did they not have a chance did they meet <laughs> oh, him after the fact oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i can't believe she had a son Growing up, my dad always had some kind of sports on the TV or radio. He's a diehard 49ers and San Francisco Giants fan. I grew up going to Giants and A's games with him and loved it. But I was never an actual fan of the sports or teams. I just loved the time and bonding with my dad, brother, and sister. All irrelevant because you're a woman. It's not like it's not like your son would revert to mom's favorite teams. Who cares if that's where you're going with this? All of this is to say, does my son need to be a 49ers and or San Francisco Giants fan? Or can he go with the Houston Texans or Dallas Cowboys and or Houston Astros since we live in Texas right outside of Houston? Now. Oh, my God. Yes. Astros. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Does and the Texans. he get a pass to choose whoever he likes because his dad isn't a fan of anything? Does he need to pick grandpa's teams? Thank you. Okay, very very uh, e- easy answer. Even though he's a late bloomer, he does not live in a barren wasteland. Uh, and since he 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 lived he grew up in the gay area. Bay area. Uh, through the through the age of reason, he were he was nine when you moved to Texas. But he never got into sports, so he never adopted a sports team. And so he he becomes a sports team while a resident of Texas, or becomes a sports fan rather, while a resident of Texas. Therefore, he must adopt his local teams, and that would rule out one of the choices you gave me. He cannot be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Come on. Oh, yeah, hell no. They live but, outside of Houston. Yeah, but the Texans suck. Uh, de- oh, first of all. Whoa, that doesn't all, matter. That's true. That's true. Oh, my God. Uh, second of all, and, and by the way, the Astros will suck again. Everything's cyclical. Yeah. This is, this is what sport, again, this is why I use the analogy of marriage. <laughs> it ain't all roses. You, you, you're in it for the long haul, and your marriage will suck at times, and it'll be the best thing ever, just like your sports team. And so... Uh, you must choose the Houston Texans, who, by the way, do not suck. They are an up-and-coming team. They are mm. far better than anybody thought they would be. They're going to be a playoff team next year if they don't make it this year. But that's irrelevant. He must be a Texans fan and an Astros fan. Uh, and if, 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 if he has to be Houston fans of whatever sports he chooses to be a fan of. And, and hopefully, I mean, I mean, it'd be nice if Dad kind of just, like, jumped on board a little and took him to some games, right? I mean, I've known I've – known, hey. We, we have the, these friends that, that uh, we made while my husband was fixing the zoos in Texas. The wife is from Texas, Houston area, actually. Grew up there her whole life. Her husband's from Oregon, and he's, like, not a gun person. Well, his son, you know, was born in Texas, and his son wanted to start hunting. And, and his father's like, okay, I guess I'm going to learn how to hunt, which I thought was the sweetest thing ever because he wanted to be the one to have those memories with his son. You know, so it'd be cool if this dad wanted to have those memories with his son. I hate that we live in a society where we praise people for doing what they should do. <laughs> There's nothing yes. sweet about that. That's called being a dad. I know, but I found it so sweet. It, it, it's like, whoa, it's, you went from not liking guns to like now going hunting with your son. Right, because that's the job. <laughs> This is the old Chris Rock bit. This is like bragging about the fact that you feed your kids. That's what you do. Well, this is what we do now, though. (laughs) Yes, and I already said, I hate this. Yes, the dad better get into this. That's what my dad did. My dad was not a big sports fan. He became one because of me. Oh, see, that's so sweet. And I mean, he really became one. He still watches him now. He's playing catch with me. Maybe taking me to A's. That's the job, for God's sake. Yeah, you hear that, Dad? 
but by the way, I mentioned this yesterday, and I wasn't able to get to it. It all kinds of bring, brings things full circle. Dolly Parton on Thanksgiving <laughs> gave her halftime performance uh, during the Cowboys game. Oh, my God. I love her so much. She wore a version of the classic Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniform, <laughs> white shorts with tights, a white vest with blue stars, blue crop top. There aren't many humans who look that good at 77. Yeah. I mean, and that is so Dolly. Hello. I would have totally expected that of her. I would have been surprised had she not come out in the cheerleading outfit, quite honestly. Everybody catch that? That is so Dolly. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello, Dolly. Her performance included Jolene in 9-5, and then the Queen classic, We Are the Champions, We Will Rock You. Of course, there's two st- two storylines here. One is One is predictable and also manufactured and echoed because it got picked up uh, by the cackling hens on the View and, and others oh, yesterday, uh, it's it's the this is the the less interesting one to me. It's the old stupid uh, ageism thing. Uh, people uh, went got on social media on on Thanksgiving and throughout the weekend, and they were talking about how just like for example, just one person wrote, and there were you know, hundreds or thousands of them like this. Seventy-seven-year-old uh, women shouldn't be on stage pretending they're twenty. What? They oh, should be on. at home spending time with loved ones and family. Oh, wow! We need to stop normalizing this behavior. Um, That's one person, and people were just focusing on how inappropriate her outfit was, not because it showed too much skin, but because of her age. I feel like that's a lot of jealous people who probably are ashamed of their bodies. That's what people seem to do when they're upset themselves is they go and target other people who are doing something they wish they could do. There is that, of course, you can't argue that, but there's also people that are very uptight that truly believe this. Yes. That truly believe stick up you, there. you reach a certain age, get in a moo-moo, put your Birkenstocks on, and just do nothing but knit and spend time with your grandchildren. That one, yeah. uh, Which, that you one know, fine, whatever. Got more oxygen but. yesterday because of the view, but then it, it went away because it, it never really picked up traction because I think it's, you either believe that for the reasons Kyle and Dawn just said, or you're like the rest of us and go, you're just shut up. And it just never went anywhere. The, the one that got all the attention, though, that is, is, that is still getting attention on social media, it just makes my temples hurt. Uh, it, pe- people immediately, and I, I got the first blip of this on Thanksgiving, the first time I saw, was it Fox? No, it was on uh, CBS this year, I think, uh, uh, promote that she was coming up. So um, we've got the Cowboys game on. And they promoted that Dolly Parton was going to be on. And it's like, I don't know, two minutes later, I get the blip on my phone that social media is blowing up with people that are just pissed off that Dolly Parton is doing the halftime show. Why? And it just kept going and going and going. Why are they mad? Um, I don't think I have to tell you this, but I, I will remind you, it's November 28th of 2023 this morning. And they are angry over something she did three years ago. Still. Something I didn't even remember, if I ever ever even knew it, because I don't really get caught up in this stuff. Social media exploded because Dolly Parton had the audacity at the height of the pandemic in 2020 to donate a million dollars to Vanderbilt University Medical Center that aided in the COVID-19 vaccine research. End of story. She can do what she wants with her money. No, she is part of the of the the scandal, the government computer chips, the uh, the mandates, the wow. the forcing of us to take a vaccine. Uh, okay, these people don't know Dolly. This is the, the, the this I, I don't know. There's probably others, but for the the length of her career, and as long as she's had her career, you she I, she just doesn't speak out either way. She's like how you describe Michael Jordan, right? Republicans and Democrats buy Nikes or whatever. Like she. Well, now we know what Dolly Parton is. She's a <laughs> radical lib 
turd. What? That we don't know. No, you have to. It has to be that. But here's, here's, I, I, look, I don't care about any of that. I really don't. Thank you for, for getting that out there for the yeah. pro Dolly crap. Yeah. After, I don't know. I don't know where you put it on your radar. March of 2020 through, I don't know, end of 2021. Kind of where, for me, you know, COVID was over in, in the fall of 2020, but we still had to live with it and deal with it. For 18 months on average, I would say, we're all sitting around going, how long are they going to keep this alive? How long are they going to? And now we're doing it. Now we're now now we're bringing it back up. This is over, kids. Yeah. The whole vaccine mandate. I mean, there's like very few little pockets. There's a few colleges. There's some controversy in the middle. Stop it. Stop keeping this alive. But to even remember this. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so mad about it. Yes, exactly. Okay, so th- th- and what happened, this- what happened, by the way, yeah. what happened, by the way, was when it got on social media, there were a lot of people who weren't aware of it. And then they found out and then they start, you know, punching things in like, well, I'm going to burn all her albums. I'm never going to. You know, I hate her now because they found out they find out three years later when it no longer affects us in any way. That, that they're so angry about it. Well, it was just research. It's not like she did. She well, gave the million dollars. Okay, so did she give the million dollars to force yeah, everybody well, to get the vaccine? No, of course no. not. Okay, no, no, let's no. just research to find out if it was good or bad, right? We well, don't know what the research was. Because it was the, the, the noteworthy thing, if you must, is because it was the Vanderbilt University Medical Center, that led directly to the creation of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. So Vanderbilt played a role in the Moderna shot. So you could say that she, she played a which probably cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. So she played a direct role in one of the vaccines that was that was made. Does that make it any better? No. 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 So so these people stupid. Their heads must explode because so I, I guess they put her in the, the, the lib category because of this. Yeah. So yeah. so if they were all to find out today, which this is if you're a fan, you know this. She also loves Jesus as a Christian and has recorded Christian music. And, you know, they just assume all Christians are Republican. So now what? Are their heads exp- – I mean, what, what, what now? What do these people do? <laughs> do they just run around in circles and yeah, they're that, not sure? That wouldn't land with them because, <laughs> because they, 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 uh, there's a lot of very, very uh, Christian libturds. And so they don't oh, put so that label on there. Because, oh, okay. I mean, JFK, my God, a Catholic president. And, and I mean, they're, they're here, they're, that's the hero of the Democrat. That one, that one – it doesn't matter. We did this time and time again during COVID. It, 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 it's like it, it's these these individuals that, crazy. that oh my god, it, it just hurt my head. You ever hurts. think this is gonna go away? Like people are gonna start separating the art from the artists again, or are they all just oh. gonna pick like whatever political parties they can establish with I, the I, artists? I, I hope to God that that the pendulum will, will swing. I, I just I don't know. I don't see it in the fu- in the near future. Oh. I just keep hoping. Let's, now, yesterday at nine thirty, we had a guess by someone who had figured out clues two through seven based on the numbers she gave us. And remember, Penny wrote in after that 930 guess, and it said, thank Christ, someone finally figured out the damn place Rob's subscribing. I can't believe it. I've had it since clue number three. And I said, why didn't you email me? People always email and say, I, I know where it is. Well, she wrote back, and she said, I didn't send in an email with my guess as to which location you were aiming at with the wind Rob's change clues because it wouldn't really make a difference except in letting you know that someone was on the right track. I would appreciate that, by the way. You aren't able to comment on whether a writer is correct or incorrect when they send in their thoughts on what the answer or theme might be, so it just didn't seem like a good enough reason to fill your inbox. And I've been slacking on participating in the show via emails lately compared to how much I have in the past, so my bad. I will make an effort to shirk off my work duties and email more often. Good. Good. Like a true American. Work comes second. Uh, Chris, uh, the princess spreadsheeter in the Ontario hinterlands, has this report sent in last night. With all apologies, 
I won't be able to provide any updates for Tuesday's playing of WinRob's Change. Why? Boo. Monica and I are visiting some friends in Ethel, Ontario, which is exactly as rural as it sounds. All the neighbors are Mennonites. Wow. And I didn't bring my laptop with me. Do you not have your phone? I'll aim to get caught up on the game for Wednesday's updates. Well, I'm sure, okay, I'm guessing his spreadsheet isn't on his phone. And apparently he didn't look at his spreadsheet before he took this trip to Ethel, Ontario. Hmm. He travels too much. Mm-hmm. And, and, and priorities, man. <laughs> What's a Mennonite? Is that one of the last 12 tribes of Israel? No? You said it's full of Mennonites? I have no idea. Yeah, okay. They're a religious group. I don't know. They are a religious group because I met one on a flight. I thought they were like Amish or something. Oh, that's yeah. what, I, that's the, that's basi- what I got. They're basically Amish. Yeah, yeah okay. when he yeah, was talking God. about it, that's what it sounded like. But he did um, appear Jewish, right? With the, with uh, his beard and, and, and the yeah. look that you can get. Most of the Amish appear. With... Yeah. That's Hasidic yeah, yeah, yeah. Jews. Right, the, Hasidic the... Jew. Yes, thank you. That's right. Let's get away from religion and vaccines and... and, and <laughs> All the things you're not supposed yeah. to talk God. about. God. <laughs> Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. This year, give the gift that keeps on giving. Now not herpes. A year of Rad TV. Available at members.radradio.com. Got this email, rad at radradio.com from Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Uh, Chris, the princess spreadsheeter, not in the gay area. Gay area. But rather in Canada, uh, is not updating us on when Rob's change today because he's uh, visiting friends of his wife, I think it is. Uh, and they live way out in rural, rural, rural Canada in a little town called Ethel where he said all the neighbors are Mennonites, uh, which got us to the, okay, what exactly are Mennonites? And uh, Michelle says, I grew up in Pennsylvania, near a lot of Mennonite and Amish people. Most of us call Mennonites Amish light. We got a few emails that said that. Okay. They do use electricity, and they will listen to Christian music, for example, but women wear dresses or skirts, and at a certain age, girls do wear a kind of partial head cover. Okay, so it's like what us Catholics do to Lutherans. We call them Catholic light. Exactly. We love that. The best things in life are free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. Windrush change. What I want. Windrush change. What I want. Windrush change. Make your best guess and estimate. The calculation in rough shore of change. Windrush change. What I want. Windrush change. Caller 18 to win Rob's change. Hello, Richard. Morning, Red. Morning, Morning. Nick. This is guest number nine. Give us the correct amount and win that amount of money. 70959. 70959-70959, you say? Yes. That is a legitimate guess. He's in the right place. $709.59. Richard, would you like to explain why $709.59 is a correct answer? Well, the combination of the zip code that you had given yesterday, you said that those were all the numbers we needed, so I just rearranged them and came up with that. And the zip code is from where? Uh, 
was it uh, in uh, Alaska, uh, North Pole, Alaska? There you go. Exactly. So if you go back to the clues, Santa. Uh, the uh, we uh, the place this place is super busy right now. North Pole, right? There is actually a town called North Pole, Alaska. <laughs> uh, and 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 North Pole, Alaska, by the way, is Christmas themed year round. So both so literally. Oh, what the, a great town! The town is busy this year. A lot of people travel there, take their kids, things like that. Oh, and then of fun. course, where Santa is is super busy. Uh, and then uh, the next clue was if you traveled 13 miles to the northwest, you'd be in the state's largest city. That'd be Anchorage, right? Uh, third largest city, but that's not Anchorage. It's uh, Fairbanks. Sorry, Fairbanks, Alaska. At first, when you gave that clue, I thought from where we were at. I'm like, that can't make sense. Right. So we're talking about the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then so I was like, duh. At this point, a lot of people thought we were describing like uh, South 40 where we had Brian Palooza. Oh. And they thought, okay, well, isn't Carson City the state's third largest City in Nevada, and that that misdirected a lot of people. Um, and then I said, if you move there, you would definitely celebrate Christmas in July, at least, because they celebrate year-round in uh, North Pole, Alaska. Oh. Uh, clue number five was, if you move there, you could be number 2,286. The last known census population of North Pole, Alaska was 2,285 people. Oh, my God. What a great little town. If you moved there, the snow miser might be your neighbor. That's a reference to what movie? What movie? Rudolph? Oh, jeez. Uh, oh. Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh-uh. No. That one that you always call. Christmas oh, in July. No. Stupid puppet movies? Yes, but not stupid. A uh, Year Without a Santa year Claus. That's the one. Oh, okay. uh, snow miser uh, and, uh, and heat miser. The snow miser lives in the North Pole. And then uh, the the final clue was all of the numbers you need are in the zip code. The zip code is 99705 for North Pole, Alaska. So they were in there, but it didn't have to be in that order, which somebody did yesterday. So we just gave away $709.59 to Richard. And we will start a new round of WinRomps Change this morning at 930. Uh, a couple of notes from uh, Rad TV at members.radradio.com. It's time for another Radder Day this Saturday morning. We will be live right here from 6 to 9. Commercial free, uncensored. It'll be on Rad TV and at members.radradio.com. We'll have dirty jokes from the maggots, and I'm just now starting to go through all the various things I've been saving up. I, I think we're going to do uh, the uh, the list of the, the hardest questions parents get asked by their kids Ooh, uh, or, or and most common or, or most annoying, things like that. Uh, that seems like a fun list, and some of it in there uh, is uh, – if we did it on the regular show, it might ruin some wonderment for some kids Aww. because – there's certain questions you don't know when you want to answer or tell them. and things. So we're probably going to do that on Saturday morning. You just say, go ask your mom and, if, and then go ask your dad. <laughs> Unless you're a lesbian couple. Then you're just yes. constantly saying, go yes. ask your mom. Yes. Uh, six to nine, this Saturday morning, live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Today is Tech to You Tuesday on Rad mm-hmm. TV. Ian will be uh, with us once again, hosting uh, from uh, the Tech to You uh, studios. Uh, he's going to talk about, imagine this. Fear-mongering and misinformation on TikTok. Specific specific to an iPhone feature that is freaking people out. And Ian's going to discuss it and explain. And then there's relay attacks. And car thefts are through the roof because a relay attack allows someone to steal your car from your driveway in seconds, even though you have the key fob with you in the house. Yeah. He's going to explain how they work and the how hell? to prevent them. These oh things are on the rise. Yeah, there's, there's videos of them on oh, social yeah. media of people having all this equipment, and then they use, like, bunny ear antennas with uh, coat hangers tacked to them, and they can get your key fob information. It's, it's sketch. And uh, Ian will get into much more technical definition of how I'm they do it. I'm liking this. Uh, and what you can do to prevent You need a car that, like, shoots them. And, uh, oh, that's a... <laughs> I like it. That's, that's what we call a proportional response and a good way to wind up in prison. Okay. Oh, but, you know, you make sure to get some in the lake. 
Yeah. Still winding up in prison. <laughs> You're defending your property. Maybe those uh, those uh, rubber bullets. Jesus there Christ. There we go. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> how about we just listen to Ian on Tech to You Tuesday? He'll tell us how to prevent them without putting yourself in harm's way for uh, litigation and such. Uh, that's on Tech to You Tuesday, today at 10 a.m. Uh, at members.radradio.com. And in about 15 minutes, during our next commercial break, you will get the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, to make little puppies. Boy, Brad TV is just busy right now. What's coming up, Brando? Uh, it's the second part of the Scout and Sarge video that we ran yesterday on the Canine Cam. And as predicted, there is a uh, there's a Sarge or Scout Mountain competition on the sofa at Williams Manor. So is it, so is this the two videos at once? Yes. Okay. So yeah. So well, there, it is Sarge Mountain. Sarge, Sarge, the the one and a half ish year old lab has has completely taken over one side of our sofa, and he likes to get up on top of it and lay on top of the the, the cushions that you would usually rest your back on. Yeah. And so he named it Sarge Mountain, and. <laughs> At first, we're capturing how he's rearranging Sarge Mountain, and oh, you'll man. you'll you'll see him what you'll you'll see him rearrange it, and then mere moments later, there's a second video uh, that we're gonna run both of them, as I understand it, to prove we knew exactly what was coming because he was also getting Sarge Mountain ready for a a, a, a nap at the base of Sarge Mountain. Oh my Mountain. gosh, so cute! So that's coming up on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. is the Mixed Picks podcast, uh, and Dawn's husband, Gary, will be yeah, joining Gary. us. Randall wrote in and said, Gary on Mixed Picks, this is must-see Rad TV. Hell yeah, he knows sports. It will be live tomorrow morning at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, you can watch or listen live or catch it anytime afterwards at members.radradio.com. While all that was going on, we uh, were talking about uh, Monday Night Football uh, last night, and somehow the Bears beat the Vikings. Uh, I knew they were going to win. Dawn got it right. She's one game back in the pigskin picks. And that gave us a chance to uh, answer a question for Caitlin uh, from the, uh, for the commissioner of the International Federation of Sports Fans. All the rules for being a sports fan are posted at radradio.com. I don't jockey discs. <laughs> And I own a company that owns the International Federation of Sports Fans. And I'm the commissioner. And I host a sports podcast. I mean, my, my bona fides are quite oh, yes, lengthy. I mean, I'm so, forgive me. I, I may. I mean, it's Howard Cosell in the house. <laughs> Google it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little oh, more no? diverse than <laughs> Howard Cosell. I'm also not a racist. Oh, um, Jesus. Wow, I had no idea. Also, uh, 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 the, the oh, I rather not also, but Caitlin wrote in about her 11-year-old son who uh, grew up in the gay area, gay area, moved to Texas when he was nine, with the family, obviously, not on his own, <laughs> um, and was never into sports. Uh, it just never got into him. His dad, she wrote, isn't into him, uh, even though his grandpa and uncle, they, they were big into sports, but now he's into him. Now the kids, he played football, I think it was. Uh, and so she's like, okay, so we live just outside of Houston, but he grew up in the gay area. Gay area. Does he have to choose those teams? That's also grandpa's favorite teams. And I said, no. Even though he's a late bloomer, you're outside of Houston. Houston is your team. You have to choose your your local area. And through that whole thing, there were some questions like, "What's wrong with dad? You know, not into sports." Yeah, that's um, odd. What's wrong with this kid? You know, he, why did he take until eleven? Well, his dad didn't like sports. Yeah, I know, but still, kid. I mean, like once again, once again, my dad wasn't into sports. I got into sports, and then my dad got into sports. So I mean, <laughs> there really is no acceptable answer. I'm guessing dad's probably into theater. Mm. Oh, oh God, and that's okay. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's okay to be into theater, but you must also be into sports. I, I have to agree. Yes, I'm sorry. It's just yeah. how it is. Um, if you're a man, girls, we get an out. You can, yeah, who cares? You, yeah. You, you, ugh, go away. 
Uh, or or whatever. Or join us. I love when someone's just tuning in. Uh, and you're like, eh, go away. They probably would. Oh I'm listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Caitlin wrote back to okay, answer uh, right. some of our questions. First, she said, thank you for reading my email. I appreciate it so much. I do have a couple clarifications. Because we were then wondering, too, that this is how we got to the story of my dad. My dad just wasn't into sports much until I was. And then he really got into them. Because Dawn had said, you know, I hope. I hope Dad gets into it now. Yeah. And, and and then told a just a heartwarming story of one of the <laughs> heroes in Dawn's life of another man who did exactly that. Wasn't into guns, but got into guns because his kid did. Like, That's being a father. Shouldn't be praising this stuff. She says, Dawn, yes, my husband has been playing football and catch with him constantly. Oh, good. He is a fantastic dad and husband. And I guess I should clarify a bit with my husband doesn't dislike football or baseball. He just isn't interested in the NFL slash Major League Baseball in general. What? Those are the, the I know baseball has uh, changed and has turned some people off that have liked it their whole life, but that's still that's the basics. What the dude should know about? I mean, just know baseball about and football. No, that, that's USA. Uh, my family uh, met him long before we were married, and instead of talking sports, they talked guns, trucks, and cars instead. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. I mean, at least he has that. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Hold on. Guns, trucks, and cars is very broad. If the car is a Prius, <laughs> the, the, the truck is a Tonka truck, oh. and the gun is a Nerf water gun, I'm not impressed with this man. It's a very, very wide spectrum there. Oh also, God. she says, Kyle, yeah. my son tried soccer with friends once and hated it. Excellent. He actually ran track for a couple years. That's yeah. as much of a sport he got into until now, and she did put sport in quotes. Oh, so good for her. All her right, stuff. yeah, yeah. I will happily let my son know his teams are to be our Houston teams. Woo! And I know that he will be thrilled. Thank you again for reading this oh, and exciting. helping me out, Rob. You are welcome. All right, how about a couple of quick entertainment news updates? Overture, curtain and lights. It's time for entertainment news. Anybody know the last time Jennifer Lopez released an album? Uh, 2008? Okay. No idea. I know her movies more than her music. Anybody? Just recently, right? 20... Mm. Oh. No, I got a. I think I have a song. Didn't her and Pitbull do a song? No. But I need an album. Last her album, oh, a full album. album. Okay. Not some. She just. Yeah, she did something. I think it was with because Pitbull. Because I, 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 I always uh, when we go to hockey games, it's how we get a lot of these songs. <laughs> they play a lot of Pitbull and some fun stuff, and I felt like Jayla was on one. But anywho, I have no idea. It has been ten years. Oh damn. She released AKA back in 2014, and yesterday announced she's coming back. All right. She's got a new album and. This is what you have to do, a la Taylor Swift and Beyonce, an accompanying movie coming out. Oh, oh. Yeah, I love her movies. Uh, not like her movie movie. Oh, like Made in Manhattan? Oh, okay. Not, yeah, yes. not like that garbage. It's oh. cute. It's a movie about the album or something like that. Okay, right. Okay, that might be interesting. Uh, this, uh, so 20 years ago, she released an album called This Is Me Then. Her new album will be called This Is Me Now. And it comes out on February 16th, the first signal, single called Can't Get Enough will be out on January 10th. Good for her. Uh, yesterday, uh, during uh, entertainment news, uh, this came up uh, as the um, uh, on Netflix. We were talking about the Squid Game Challenge, which is the number one show uh, in 78 countries now for Netflix. This is uh, real-life people in a reality TV-themed version of Squid Game. My wife and I are now through four of the five episodes that they released. They released five, uh, four more tomorrow. 
and then the season finale a week later. If you liked Squid Game, you'll love the Squid Game Challenge, we think. Oh, I want to watch this, but I know I need to wait for my husband. I Ah, damn it. Otherwise, it'll be cheating. Uh, but what Dawn did watch was uh, the uh, Netflix movie that is being panned as the worst thing they've ever put on called uh, The Best Christmas Ever. Yeah, no, it, it's rotten. You know, it's up there with Gigli. Google it, people. Uh, it, and it, I mean, it, it, on paper, as I was reading it, it had a, it had a heartwarming plot to it and I mean, Heather Graham's in it, if you remember her. What was she, Roller Girl? Is that what she was? Yeah. yeah uh, and she was Boogie also Nights. in The Hangover, yeah. The Hooker. Yeah, and so, but boy, I mean, it gets, it's just getting panned left and right. Critics, people that watch it. Well, in the trailer. That's why I, I, I was like, oh, okay, let me check out the trailer. The trailer drew me in. I was, And then you watch it, and no, it's crap. So all of that uh, got Juan to write in. Takes Juan to know Juan. Brandon's part Mexican. About how he and his family uh, spent their holiday weekend. Says, my wife and I and our children had an amazing Thanksgiving. I had the entire week off. I cooked two delicious turkeys using the rad radio brine for Thanksgiving dinner at my brother's. Put up our Christmas decorations Yay! inside and out of the house. Oh. And got some hibbity-dibbity from the missus. <laughs> all right. So by the time Saturday came around, the family was happy but exhausted. So we decided to do nothing all day and veg out on the sofa in our pajamas. Oh, fun. Eating nothing but junk food and enjoying the lazy day. <laughs> My wife picked two movies on Netflix, Pain Hustlers with Chris Evans and Emily oh, Blunt. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That is good. And Triple Frontier with Ben Affleck, Pedro Pascal, Oscar Isaac, and Charlie Hunnam. Both great movies in their own ways. Now, oh, we'll, Charlie, we'll honey. pause oh, there. Yeah. Pain Hustlers is a new crime drama out this year. Emily Blunt, Chris Evans, uh, centers on a high school dropout who lands a job with a failing pharmaceutical company where she soon finds herself at the center of a criminal conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Triple Frontier is from 2019. It's an action-adventure film about a group of former U.S. Army Delta Force operators who reunite Ooh. to plan a heist of a South American crime lord. Oh, oh, and Charlie Hunnan is, is special forces. For all y'all that don't know, he was Jax on Sons of Anarchy. Well, that may be. I don't oh. know what, what I don't know what the, anything about it. I didn't go that far. But if Ben Affleck is playing a, uh, somebody from the Delta Force, <laughs> I'm out. So anyways, they really liked him. All right, they liked both those movies. Next sentence. Juan says, then, I had the bright idea to watch... Best Christmas ever. Ugh. Horrible mistake. I saw it on the holiday playlist on Netflix and thought, hey, this should be a funny, lighthearted movie to end our three-movie marathon. Right, and it does look like something great for the family. It's got the whole family. As we got further along in the movie, I kept expecting for the plot to take a turn, and it never did. Nope. At one point, my wife asked if this was a movie that Rob recommended on the radio, <laughs> and I had to gulp as I embarrassingly turned and looked at my beautiful wife, and I told her, no, I chose this all on my own. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it was so bad, Ugh. it killed the rest of our weekend. Yeah. My yeah. wife was even going to let me get some more hibbity-dibbity and <laughs> rearrange her guts, but she couldn't even look at me, knowing what a horrible choice her husband made to wind down the night. The movie ended. She took the remote, turned off the TV, said goodnight, and wrapped herself tight in the comforter, letting me know that I blew my shot and I wasn't getting any. I laid there in bed, ashamed about my decision. That's how bad of a movie yes. Best Christmas Ever is. Yes. Don't. Just don't. Oh, that was perfect. Wow. Yeah. Honestly. Don't don't. Don't even try. I know you're gonna be tempted now. People are gonna be tempted just to watch I it am. to see how bad it is. I am tempted. But I mean remember, remember, this is the season, right, where we think of gifts. 
And what's our most precious gift that you never get back? Time. <sighs> See, Juan did it wrong because crappy movies are where you're supposed to do the hippity dippity and not pay attention to the movie. <laughs> You messed up, Juan. You watched the well, movie. You're but, supposed to make a move while it's on. But, but see, see, it didn't develop that way. See, he kept waiting for the plot to get better. And his wife, by the time he figured it out, she was too far gone. She, yeah. she was, she well, was just, no, we're not doing this. Lesson learned. And that's what this movie does to you. you you're like, it's got to turn around. Like, it, it, it's right here. It's going to make the turn. Oh, looks like it's going to. Nope. I have to watch this. <laughs> I have to. We're going to play the pressure cooker right now. We got uh, some. Uh, Holiday cash for a $100 Visa gift card. The Pressure Cooker is our daily trivia game. We play it every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. Uh, you don't. Five right, 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays the Pressure Cooker. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Why not spend your Christmas vacation and hours getting caught up on everything you've missed on Rad TV? Get access now at members.radradio.com. We got this email, rad at radradio.com from Kaylee. Hi, Kaylee. She says, I have a bone to pick with you all. Oh. I purchased your turkey brine, and I made my first turkey this year. And because of your brine, now I have to make turkey every single Thanksgiving for the rest of my life. (laughs) For all the years I've listened and heard the turkey mail and heard about the brine, I decided this year I would finally buck up and buy the brine. The turkey turned out absolutely delicious, juicy, moist, and any other way to describe a delicious turkey. In all seriousness, the turkey was the best turkey I've ever had in my entire life. And thank you, Rob, for your step-by-step video online that explained how to do it because it gave me the confidence to make my first turkey. Even my nine-year-old loved it, and she's the world's pickiest eater. She doesn't even like pizza. Whoa. Wow. But she liked the turkey. Thank you for putting out such incredible products. I couldn't have done it without the brine or your videos. Uh, And you pretty much walking me step by step through the process. You are awesome. Awesome. I'm glad she uh, likes the turkey, which is harder to make than just ordering a pizza. Uh, if you want to uh, uh, brine a, a turkey for, oh. say, Christmas because you're weird and uh, you don't understand uh, traditions, uh, oh, we do boy. still have a brine available. Uh, you can uh, have it shipped to you from the stupid store. Super store. Or you just want to get ready for next year. And, and the brine is, is excellent for, for chickens and pork as well. Uh, you just go to radradio.com. Uh, and go to the stupid store. Superstore. We will uh, we will ship it to you. And it has a shelf life we say of eighteen months. But we've had people, a couple of people, wrote in that they said they used the twenty twenty version this year, yeah. and their turkeys turned out spectacular. Also, we have a, a few remaining uh, vendors and uh, small businesses that we are partnered with that are carrying the brine as well at their brick and mortars. They're listed in the stupid store. Superstore. And NorCal Gunvault in Rockland is collecting toys for the U.S. Marine Yay! Corps Toys for Tots. Christmas drive, just bring in at least $20 worth of new unwrapped toys for donation along with the receipt of the purchase, and NorCal Gun Vault will give you a bag of the Rad Turkey Brine, and they're doing that all the way through Friday, December 22nd, and or while supplies of the brine last. some holiday cash in the tune of a $100 Visa gift card. Caller 18. Hello there, Andrew. 
Good morning, guys. Morning. morning. Here's how the uh, pressure cooker works. Your timer will begin when I finish reading the first question, which is true false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right, and then you got to get four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And I got I got to take the first thing that you say. So if you say brine and then you say dry ass turkey, I have to take brine <laughs> as your answer. Do you have any questions? Um, no, nah, I got it. All right. Good luck. True or false? Australians celebrate Christmas by gathering on the beach. True. Which team won Monday Night Football last night? Duh, Bears. What religion celebrates Hanukkah? Uh, Judaism. The Snow and Heat Miser first appeared in what 1974 TV special? Uh, Rudolph Reynolds. What song contains the line, la 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 la? Pass. According to the 12 Days of Christmas, what do you receive on the 11th day? Uh, Piper's Piping. In what year was the Cabbage Patch doll the most popular toy for Christmas in America? 1983. All right. As long as we start the question before the buzzer, we wait for the answer. That was seven questions. You only need five. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good style. Went pretty quickly there. Yeah, it did. Uh, let's see. Uh, true or false? Australians celebrate Christmas by gathering on the beach. She said that's true. How fun. Remember, we're in the opposite of hemisphere. They're in their summer. Uh, when it's Christmas, uh, thousands of peach, uh, thousands of people flock to Bondi Beach in Sydney in costumes. Uh, many people wear Santa hats and celebrate with food, sport, and surfing. And Christmas trees are set up along the beach. Oh my God. Do they brine their shrimp before putting it on the Barbie? Yeah. This, this is this. Having spent a couple oh, Christmases man. in Hawaii, this is fun once or twice, sure. and, and then it's like now for them, it, they've always had it this way because it's always summer when Christmas comes around. So they think we're weird for wanting to celebrate indoors with snow and <laughs> things like that. This, this, this sounds so unappealing to me. Every time we spent a lot of Christmases in Arizona, and they'll do it up in the towns we go to. I mean, it looks very Christmas. And then, of course, you go outside, yeah. and I mean, and for them, it's like, oh, it's going to be 50 tonight. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> most of Hawaii, in the, the, the two times my wife and I have spent Christmas there, they kind of ignore Christmas because they know that people are coming from all over the, the, the country, and, or all over the world, rather, and a lot of them actually go there to escape. Chris, I have a really close friend who spends Christmas in Hawaii because terrible childhood memories and, and all that. But even the small places in Hawaii, when they do it up, it, you're like, this, no, this does not belong. It's 88 degrees. It's 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 mildly humid. There's the ocean. This, the, what, these things do not fit. <laughs> yep. I, I, same thing I was going to say is humid. It's hot. And even at nighttime, it's still super warm. And you see all the Christmas lights out on everybody's house. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. How many how many Christmases did you wind up spending there? Just one. Just one. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah. It, no, it doesn't. It, it, it's all off. Okay. And, and before someone might be pounding on their keyboard, I know. There are plenty of towns in Arizona where it snows. Okay, I get it. I know not the whole place is hot. That's not where you spend your holiday time. One year we spent where it snows, but it didn't snow the year we were there. But it was cold. Um, Which team (laughs) won Monday Night Football last night? He said, Da Bears. Somehow they won 12 to 10 over the Vikings in a horrible game. Somehow. I mean, hello. I knew. Uh, What religion celebrates Hanukkah? Eventually he spat out Judaism. Close enough. Would have accepted Jewish people, Jews, anything like that. It's all Hanukkah. We had just talked about this. The Snow and Heat Miser first appeared in what 1974 TV special? He said, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, my God. We did just talk about the it. The year without a Santa Claus. There it is. He passed on what song contains the line, fa la 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 Deck the halls with balls of honey. Mm-hmm. Tis the season. It's not a song, right? Tis the season. 
Tis the season to be jolly. If you would have, if you you would have gotten there eventually, but then the timer would have run out, which is what kind of what I was hoping he would do. Just sing it to himself. According to the twelve days of Christmas, what do you receive on the eleventh day? He said, "Piper's piping." Oh wow, that's good. At the buzzer, we asked, "In what year was the Cabbage Patch doll the most popular toy for Christmas in America?" He said, "1983." Oh my God, I watched the movie too that they had on. Uh, maybe it was on the Netflix. Ooh, was it eighty-one? You know, that came out of the guy that created it. Weird guy. Uh, oh, control freak. Uh, it's a crazy story. Oh my God. You watched a movie about the Cabbage Patch doll creator? Oh, trust me, it's good. Oh, he, oh my I'm God. I'm starting to wonder if uh, yeah. Best Christmas Ever is actually a really good movie. No, no, no. <laughs> and there, there's a, a famous actress, in, there's a few famous actresses in there with him in this damn movie. And the guy who plays it, he he's someone too, you know. You'll know if you see him. Was it 86 or 85? 1984. Uh, was the year the Cabbage Patch Doll was the most, I mean, it, it was popular for a few years, yeah. but in 1984 it was the most popular tour in America. Why were they so popular? They're kind of ugly looking. When you look at them, you go, oh, that's an ugly baby. I don't know. I mean, my mom was into them, but there were a lot of adult collectors yeah, at the I time. Don't know. They, they came oh. with they came with a, a card and a name and a little story. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, oh. And, uh, uh, and one of the girls that the creator was with, one of the women, those little girls thought of that idea, and of course, he never uh, gave them credit and or compensated them for it. Ooh. This guy is a creep. And the, according to a movie that Dawn watched <laughs> and did not vet in any way, I'm going to say. Nope. Didn't look up any uh, legitimacy to the actual story. I'm not saying sure, he wasn't. I sure just, you didn't. Know, I just don't go around <laughs> repeating things that I just saw on a TV hey, or the whatever. movie did it for me. Um, yeah, they and they started selling out. Everybody wanted them. And remember, this is this is 1984. This, this there's no internet. This is nope. you have to go from store to store to store. Oh. And eventually, adults got into it, started buying them and not opening them. It's a big deal. Oh. Don, were you thinking about the movie that's about the Beanie Babies? Oh, oh. god, not necessarily about the because uh, I, I it's um it's got Zach Galifianakis as the guy who yep. is like the creator of the oh, Beanie Baby. Oh, for the love of God. That's oh. it, but they also had names to them, and those little girls, yep, it's the Beanie yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, I miss my Beanie Baby. Now that Dawn completely impugned the guy that created the Cabbage Patch doll, that's all wrong. <laughs> I think it's on Apple uh, TV. Oh, and it was Apple TV, yeah. not Netflix. Good well, Lord. when you watch a lot of different streaming services, you know, you can't keep them all. So you, you basically <laughs> had, the only thing you had right in that whole thing is that they had names. Uh, after and the person's a creep. According to a movie. <laughs> after seven questions, Andrew got four right. Oh, yes. Just missed. He started strong, got the first three. He got Piper's piping. That was it. And we got three minutes of total misinformation. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody. and Dawn Show. What's in Santa's sack? Hopefully something from the stupid store. Buy all your rad swag at radradio.com. We got this email, R-A-D, at radradio.com. It's from Deanna. Hey, Deanna. As soon as she saw Monday that uh, Shelby Elias from financewithshelby.com would be joining us this morning, she wrote in this email and said, I've listened to Shelby over the years. I'm grateful for his knowledge and advice. You're going to love this email. This is this is right up your, the Shelby alley here. Both of our kids, 17 and 14, are very interested in real estate. 
The older, 17-year-old, is interested in the financial side of things. The younger is interested in owning slash renting as a business. A 14-year-old is looking at owning and renting homes as a business. I love that. He is already looking at property listings in Sacramento and the surrounding areas to understand home pricing in the market. He also had me sit him down and explain the different types of mortgages and how interest and loan length affected the monthly payments. What advice would you give, Shelby, to these high school students? Are there opportunities to intern while in college? I've shared all of your advice with them and would just love to hear more. Oh, I do love that a lot. <laughs> so the coolest thing that that kids have access to these days is podcasts. You can learn from co- podcasts. So find real estate podcast, listen to um, other podcasts like myself. I'm on a lot of different podcasts. Follow people on Instagram. Um that we literally give you free content that will help you be more successful in your journey. So it's it's an opportunity that not a lot of us had, and we do have that in our life right now, which is is great. So listen to podcasts. And I would hope and assume, given the way she wrote, that they're already following you. Because you put a ton of stuff up yeah. On, yeah. Your, on your Instagram page that is so helpful uh, and and knowledgeable. And I assume, do you do you also follow? a lot of people that are doing things like what you're doing like if they followed you yeah just go into who you're following and probably could get a, a bunch of links there i would say that's exactly it yeah go into the people that i'm following and i'm following the same types of of uh advice and tips from other people and learning from them and it's just this awesome cycle of learning do, are there internships available or do you have to be a certain age you know, yeah. to kind of shadow someone at a real estate office or things like that I, or? i'm it's more like you know a mentor you know, there's there's mentor opportunities, so that's that's more of what it is. Not really real estate internships, but we do like to help other you know young people in in uh, that want to get in the market. What about getting a realtor's license? Isn't there one you, like a test you have to take? Because there's some um, type of study guide they can be referenced to. Yeah, there is. There's um the there's a mortgage license and there's a real estate license. Um, trainingpro.com is who we use for the licensing but there is a real estate license by the department of real estate and then an nmls license that will help you with the mortgage by the way are you are you provincial about this uh, we, we we got into this earlier this year the there's some article about how to how everybody mispronounces words and i i texted or called three of my friends that are in the realty business and they all went ballistic about everybody pronounces it the way Kyle just did, realtor. So yeah. hard to not and, do. It. And they're and they're like like they're so like I hate that people don't. And and I it, the uh, what is it? The National Association of Realtors has a thing on their website. There is only one way to properly pronounce the term realtor. <laughs> Members are encouraged to carefully train new employees and salespeople on the proper pronunciation of the term real and it's real tour yeah it's not not real tour i did that one so it's real tour do you get do you get annoyed at it or are you so used to it no it's it is so annoying <laughs> i don't understand why people do that it's like who cares why like, they get upset about it yeah, yeah right, right yeah, i know right. i've always said realtor yeah <laughs> it sounds better i think most people say realtor yeah but when and, and i think most real tours just don't you can't respond to it because you're in a service industry or like you you're like i got bigger things to worry about but when you ask them directly yeah. and these are easygoing people yeah i was like whoa they might be easygoing people but realtor you know i'm not i'm not a fancy classy person and that one's more like realtor well you yeah. know right and i'm like you're a realtor when the national association of realtors <laughs> says that they they train people on how to pronounce it oh all my right gosh. thank you for being here shelby <laughs> um all right uh, mortgage rates recently crossed the eight percent threshold this is nationally. 
highest in 23 years. Then they pulled back on Monday. The fixed rate mortgage was 7.32%. I always like to point out that's almost exactly what my interest rate was on the very first house I bought in yeah. 1994. Yes, 1994, and everybody I knew, all, all of whom were older than me, you know, here's a 22-year-old buying a house, were like, oh, my God, you are so lucky. To, oh, seven and a quarter percent. What an amazing rate. Because we had just lived through a decade and a half going from whatever it was what in the late 70s. It was almost 20% at one point, right? Yeah. Double digits. And now 7.32% 7. is like after we've gone through the last couple <laughs> decades, like, oh, my God. God, that's triple or quadruple even what I was thinking. Uh, and Okay, so you got that. Yeah. 23% of Sacramento residents could afford the typical single-family home in the third quarter of 2023, according to new data from the California Association of Realtors. In <laughs> fact, they say that affording a home in Sacramento is as hard as buying in San Francisco. Damn. Is it this bad? It's, it's all fear porn. <laughs> well, that's what gets you the clicks. So it, it really isn't that bad. Um, interest rates have come down. There's also some creative programs that allow you to buy down the interest rate for the first few years. Uh, we have gotten some really good uh, insight on interest rates and that, you know, right now things are coming down. So it, it is a good time. And I can promise you when rates do start to get cut, home prices are going to go back up. Is your son okay? Oh, <laughs> he just played. Shelly brought his son. Thing. Yes, and it, it's really not cute. Kitchen. It's really oh, annoying. Oh, I just want to make sure he's not like yelling for you. Is he just playing or whatever? <laughs> he literally wants the Wi-Fi. If, if somebody could walk out there and give him the <laughs> Wi-Fi, Brandon, that would be amazing. Oh, yes. okay. oh my will, gosh, that is so funny. Somebody will get him set up with. <laughs> I mean, I know your dad, so it's annoying. But oh my I, gosh, so cute. I, I love I, hearing that. And I don't know if it was coming through. <laughs> Uh, for the for the audience, but we can all hear it. We're in our studios, and he's in the break room. I just want to make sure the oh kid's okay. Oh, my God. No, he's good. He's, he's like, Dad, don't leave. I need the Wi-Fi. I need the Wi-Fi. So he's like, Dad, I need the Wi-Fi. All right. Oh Brandon and uh, or Kyle will get him a, we'll get him set up. Uh, okay, so I saw a story that uh, that said that home buyers are facing what they call a sweet spot as the number of sellers cutting prices has reached their highest level this year, according to a different new report. So is this a, is this, is that right? As far as, is this a, a window of opportunity now? Yeah, it, we're faced with, with something that it's, it's a little bit hard to, to articulate. The reason why is because we had to face a little bit of a shift. Home sellers were used to looking at what their neighbors sold for, and then they'd list a little bit higher. So it looks like, oh my gosh, prices are coming down, but really they just need to be more realistic. So there's, there's still low inventory, which is keeping home prices high, but you have to really price your home aggressively now. So if, you're, if your neighbor sold at this, you have to be realistic about how your house looks, list aggressively, get yourself some more action, and it's just a hard time for homeowners to, to kind of bite that and say, all right, I need to list aggressively. Nobody wants that. Everyone wants to net as much as they possibly can. So that's kind of where we're at in the market. So you got questions for Shelby from financewithshelby.com. I've got emails that you've been sending in, RAD at radradio.com. You can send in more. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Let's, let's stay with sellers for just a second. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people don't necessarily think about working with a real estate company. A lot of people just have a, a realtor. 
yeah. uh, and just trust whatever that person says. But you're a whole company, and I and and you mentioned one of the strategies there about about the pricing. But there's also mm-hmm. this thing about leaving it on the market for too long, and it, because things have been slow or slower. Or, or not meeting people's expectations, there's a hack that I remember I've learned a couple of decades ago that a lot of people don't know about what you do when your house has just been sitting there. And that's this is one of the things you advise as well, right? Yeah, so I mean, right now is a great time. We, we had a couple of listings that we did take down over the holidays because you know most parties are not looking to purchase during the holidays. And if you have a listing that's been listed for you know 120 days or 200 days, it's a smart tactic to actually take your property off of the market for the holidays, let the days on market reset, also take some new photos, restage, and come back on the market in January with zero days on market. And you'd be shocked how many people actually forget about the listing or they were like, shoot, I really liked that. And then when it goes away, they kind of forget about it. Then when it comes back, they're like, oh, I really like that. Okay, this is my <laughs> opportunity. It's it's shocking, but it is a really good tactic to reset the days on market because that, that's what everybody looks at. Why this property's been listed for 120 days. Why do I why doesn't anyone else want this? What's wrong with it? Yeah, yeah. what's wrong yeah. with it? So, okay, yeah. what about what about the other side? It, it it seems like a lot of people would have a difficult time buying during the holidays, but if they've got the money saved up, if they've got whatever they need or if they have an opportunity through all mm-hmm. these programs that you offer, is the holidays a good time to be looking because so many other people are distracted to buy? Is this a, is this a good time? It, it's a good time for a buyer, yes, because a buyer can strike a better deal because a lot of people put plans on hold for the holidays. So there's less buyers in the market, less competition. So if you are a buyer, then you can strike a better deal during this time. Now, uh, a lot of people, they, they, they hear 20% down. And they're like, oh my God! I mean, average house price in Sacramento, for example, I think this report said five hundred forty-two thousand dollars. They plug it into their phone calculator. They're like, I gotta have a hundred. What? What? A hundred thousand dollars? You have all types of. You come in all the time with first-time home buyer deals. They're three percent down, uh, and and all sorts of creative financing mm-hmm. through United Wholesale Lending. And there's a there's a, you've got a few different ones here. And, and we touched on one of them the last time you were here, bank statement loans. Yeah. Okay, wh- what's that one? Bank statement loan is for self-employed borrowers. You can actually use your deposits as income to qualify. So so is this self- anyone who's 1099 or you have to own a company or all those things? Yeah, if, if you're 1099 and you own a company, you have to own it for two years, then we can use the deposits that go into your corporate account or if you can, you know, prove that your personal account's getting your company um, deposits, we add up that as your income. And the idea is, we know that uh, business owners are trying to write off the majority of their income. So, in, instead of qualifying traditionally, you'd have to take your adjusted gross income after your write-offs to qualify. What makes it really hard for self-employed people to qualify? So, with the bank statement loan, we actually use the deposits as their income, and it it helps. Is this qualify. is this the updated version of stated income loans, which they came and went, you know, after the two thousand eight thing, or I think maybe it was yeah. after that, where you just basically said, "This is what I make." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that was way more aggressive. This is really yeah. just tailored towards people that are self employed. They're the only ones that can utilize this program. Does this is, is is there any is there a hack in there for somebody who's door dashing or something like that or Ubering? Um, and maybe has another job? Is there a way to get in there and, and use this? You can use your your like two jobs if you've been working those two jobs for two years. You do have to have been doing like the you Uber to, thing for two years. Yeah, you okay. can't just say, okay, I'm going to qualify for a house. Let me do Uber <laughs> and make some, you know. You could use that towards your down payment, but okay. yeah. 
Just going back real quick when you guys were talking about people selling their house during uh-huh. the holidays, it made me think, like, do you, or buying a house in the holidays, do, do you decorate your house Christmas mm. since it's the holidays? <laughs> or do you stage it not that way? Yeah. Right? Like, what do you do? It depends how beautiful your house decorations are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make it look nice. That's what the, yeah. Whatever homey. looks the best. Yeah. yeah if yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. great okay. and, yeah, and it makes you look like, wow, that I really want to live here for the holidays. Yeah. And uh, let's do it. We, we got an email going back to buying uh, from Aldebaro. Again, you know, a lot of people they just don't have any idea. That's why we love having you on. He basically got a question like, whatever you need for your down payment, whatever, whatever the scenario you're going through. He wanted to know if there's any way to get a loan to get your down payment for your house. Does yeah. anything like that exist that you know of? Unfortunately not. Um, you know, what you could do is you could do, a, if you already own, you can do a home equity line of credit, pull the funds from your current home to buy the next home. Can Are you still allowed to accept a gift from, say, a parent? Yep. Uh, and, and use that as a down payment? Yep, you could use a gift. You can use your 401k. Um for a down payment, a lot of the different 401ks allow you to pull up to 50000 for a purchase of a primary residence. Now, is there any problems with getting approved for a 30-year fixed rate loan and then going to the bank and getting a personal loan? Will that affect your credit for getting a down payment through a personal loan with the bank or a different bank? You could do a personal loan, yeah. Um, it, it just depends. It could affect your debt-to-income ratio and, and make you not qualify for the amount that you wanted to purchase. What's an assumable loan? Man, assumable loans are great right now. So FHA loans are assumable. And this is what, you know, it's really important when you're using a real estate agent or mortgage professional because a lot of people don't understand how to do this. So what would be really devastating is if Dawn went to buy a house, she used a real estate agent, and that real estate agent didn't understand assumable loans. And she was purchasing a home from Rob who had an FHA loan, and the realtor just never asked. They never said, hey, what does the seller have for, for a loan? Because if they found out that it was an FHA loan, Don could actually take their FHA loan over, which wow. would be crazy because now you can get access to a 3.2 rate or wow. 2.9, whatever the seller has. What the heck? How does the real estate agent not check into that? Uh, it, it, people don't <laughs> oh understand that, that this is available. Wow. So. There's even websites out there where I can pull up all of the FHA mortgages in a particular area, and then we can directly go after those homes that are on the market. Wow. The, the only caveat is if you were buying a house for, say, 400000 and the seller o- owed three fifty, you have to come up with the 50000 But again, you could be more creative because you could say, hey, hey, Mr. Seller, what I'm going to okay. do is I'm, I only have twenty grand. But then I'm still going to owe you the other 30. And if they agree to, to doing that kind of thing, then you can assume their mortgage. You still owe them 30 grand and you can put the deal together. So there's just there is a lot of opportunities. And wow. that's the cool thing about real estate is you can put deals together. And, and that's really what it's all about. And it's so intimidating to so many people and so confusing. And that's why they need you and your, your team to even point out. Uh, some of these things you also what are okay we got seller wraps and carry backs are they the mm-hmm. same thing or are they different or what are, what are those yeah so so you have the assumable mortgages where the lender actually agrees to um give the underwrite the new buyer and give you access to their loan so that's on fha mortgages now if if they have a conventional mortgage you're thinking well shoot i can't there's no way for me to do that no there is a way you can do a wrap 
and the seller would have to agree to stay on the note. So this works exceptionally well if maybe you know the seller or the the seller is is underwriting the buyer and says, you know what, I have a lot of confidence in this person because they make a, you know good income or something. If you put that together and you instill the confidence, then what I can do is I essentially stay on my current loan and I allow you to come in and I wrap that mortgage with another note behind. So wow. it, it's it's very creative and, <laughs> you know, it does, you, you do have to have some level of trust there that that person's going to continue to make the mortgage because you're you're staying on the loan with somebody that you don't know. But there might be some people that this would totally work for. Totally. They're I mean, listening right yeah. now going, what the heck? I had an offer <laughs> on, uh, on a property that I was selling and the guy uh, proved to me that he was a private jet pilot for Google. And I'm like, okay, Jeez. you know, your W-2 income, you make great money. Like, I'm willing to stay on this loan. And what I did was I did it for a certain number of years. So I said, I'm willing to stay on this loan for three years. And then after three years, the interest rate's going up, your payment's going up to encourage you to refinance. But it gives him three years of taking over my awesome rate. It's like you're you're renting, but you're owning it. Yeah. But instead of just renting something and you get nothing out of it. This, and then you're mm -hmm. still getting the benefits of you being on that note. Yeah. Right? Like any tax or Su whatever. Summary, yeah. summary of the first part of your visit is great time to buy, and there are a ton of ways to look at that might help you get a house or a home, yep. whether first time or, 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 or an upgrade. Now, I saw something online saying that I know rates are high right now, but also if rates go down, will the housing market price go up if per house? That's what we believe will happen. You know, obviously no one knows, you know, exactly what will happen. But we do know that there's a lot of people on the sidelines that have been waiting for the opportunity to buy. So the theory is when rates go down then there's going to be more demand, and the demand's going to cause the prices to go up. Talking to uh, Shelby Elias from financewithshelby.com. Email is rad at radradio.com. Andrea says, can you touch a bit on a HELOC loan? What are the requirements? I have over $90,000 in equity, and we just bought the house six months ago. We're thinking about looking into the HELOC loan to hold us over during his upcoming surgery. What are the biggest requirements to get the loan? So uh, HELOC requires a 640 credit score. At least that's that's with most lenders. Um, you have you can go up to 90% of the value of your home. So if your home would appraise for 100 grand, then you can take your loan up to 90. So if you owe 70, then you can take 20,000 out on the home equity line. So the home equity line of credit, it can be used for literally anything. You can you you essentially get a checkbook to where you can write checks out of your bank account and utilize the equity in your home. And the thought process is, if you have high interest credit cards or debt that you wanna get rid of, the home equity line of credit has a far lower interest rate than your credit card does, so that will save you money monthly and put you in a better financial position. So in her specific case, I guess a husband has some type of surgery coming up, they've got 90,000, let's say they got $70,000 home equity line of credit and mm -hmm. she's writing checks out of there to pay the bills for whatever. What if they only use 20,000 of the 70,000? Do, do they have to use the other 50000 Does it go back into the house? How does that work? Yeah, so you you only pay on what you use. So th there's different types. There's like a he loan and there's a second mortgage. But for the home equity line of credit, you're only paying on what you use. So if you get a $70,000 line of credit and you only use 20000 then you're only paying on the 20000 Then you could pay off the 20000 
and you still have the $70,000 line. So it just provides you with a ton of comfort. Another thing that we're utilizing the home equity line of credit for is energy efficiency. So I talked about uh, energy efficient mortgages and there's, there's a new site, you should check it out. It's called Rewire America. And what we're actually doing is a lot of people wanna take out a home equity line to remodel their house. That's like the number one thing I get. I wanna do home repairs. Those home repairs include a new roof, new HVAC. I mean, the cost of an HVAC right now is like $20,000. Oh, yeah. It's so oh, much money. And yeah. people are like, my heater's not working. What do I do? Well, this allows you to do energy efficient upgrades and you can get compensated back up to 50% through this Rewired America program. So if you do a new, new appliances, as long as they're Energy Star appliances, that will qualify. So people are taking out a home equity line of credit. Say you take out $10,000 for all new appliances. Then as long as you qualify for, the, for that program, which I can, I can check that out for you, then you get 50% back as a rebate back on those appliances through this Rewired America program. It's phenomenal. Uh, Taylor just wrote in and said uh, on the HELOC, do both homeowners have to have a 640 credit score? If we're going to use both of their incomes to qualify, then both have to have above the credit score. You might have said this. I'm so sorry if you did. But it basically sounds to me like a credit card but with a better interest rate yeah. because, you know, you only get a, a bill from your credit card from the credit you use, right? Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And it, and it, it changes rate, depending sure, on what maybe. you spend. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, David says a lot of people do not know about USDA loans. Does Shelby do those type of loans? Yeah, we do. Yeah. They're, they're rural loans. Um, so... I, even places like Auburn, Cameron Park, those should qualify for USDA. So we'll put in the address, see if it comes up. But USDA loans are great because there's zero money down. You uh, spent a lot of time a couple of uh, visits ago, and you're always circling back to it about the idea of, of buying homes, using them as Airbnbs. we got this 14-year-old who wants to do exactly that yeah. uh, that, that started the segment. Uh, and Jared wrote in and said, as a landlord, I used a property manager for a year before I fired them because they were literally just a middleman. All the decisions were mine anyways, so I still had to deal with everything. How much autonomy should you give a property manager to the, the degree that you don't want to be involved? So that that's great. I manage all of my own properties for this exact reason because they're going to come to you for, for any decision. So, for example, if I have a clogged toilet and it's 10 p.m., you're going to pay double the price to have somebody come out and unclog the toilet. I would rather have a discussion with my tenant and say, hey, look, they're going to charge me double to come out right now. How important is it that I unclog your toilet right now? Or can I send somebody in the morning? The property manager is not going to do that. They're just going to call, and now I'm going to pay double. And it's like, did you even call the tenant and ask, like, can you just not use the toilet tonight? It saves me three hundred dollars. So, so now, but so if somebody's listening to that, going, oh, Shelby, I can't, I can't, I don't have time. My phone can't be ringing at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, this is. I want somebody. That's just. Too, would you? How would you respond to them? Because they're like, no, that's. I can't do all that. I, or maybe they're not handy, or maybe they don't understand all that, or it's intimidating, overwhelming, et cetera. All the can'ts that we. Always so hate. the the property manager is going to end up calling you anyways and telling you that they did this. You know, <laughs> they're gonna say, hey, just so you know, I sent yeah. a. You know, guy over tonight. And so you, you essentially you are still kind of dealing with it because you still have to sign off on it. And and I think that's kind of what he's saying is all the decisions are ultimately yours. But all they're doing is facilitating the phone call and saying, hey, I called the plumber. Here's what he said. 
are you good? And then they call the homeowner and say, hey, you know, they rent her. So it's like I'm still kind of dealing with this anyways. Another thing, too, is I want to be able to see, you know, the, the person that I'm renting to. I want to be able to underwrite that myself, you know, and just look them in the face and be like, hey, when you're not paying, you're not paying me. Uh, what's an MCC? Uh, it's so it's MCC is a it's a type of credit. It says I've uh, got a question for Shelby. I've owned my house for about five years, and I set up an MCC when I bought the house. I had to take out a second about a year ago. Does the MCC only apply to my primary loan, or does it apply to the second one as well? It only applies to the primary. Uh, what about uh, uh, the number one mistake homeowners make when, when so so whether this if you're buying a new home, whether you're selling your home, it, well if you're buying a home, you want them to call the lender first yeah because if you call the realtor they're going to what make you use their lender and, and is that the concern they're going to try to say oh just you know use my guy right so now it's it's kind of like a builder you go into the into the home and the builder says well you have to get pre-approved of my lender well now the builder controls the whole thing you don't have your own say you don't have your own people in your own corner but ultimately the reason why everybody says contact a lender first is because the real estate agent is just going to turn around and say, have you been pre-approved? Go to this guy. So really you want to be following the lender's advice because the lender is going to tell you how much you qualify for. What is the monthly payment like? Is this a smart decision for me to buy? The real estate agent is just going to say, hey, look, I want to get out there and show you homes. They're, they're not concerned about slowing the process down and finding out what really they should be be affording. Uh, Phone number is 888-989-9811. Talking to Shelby Elias from financewithshelby.com. Hello there, Alan. Go ahead. Good morning, Rad. Hey, morning. Thank you for taking my call. What's up? Mr. Shelby, sir, uh, before my parents passed away, we, they did a uh, quick deed and put my name on the the title, the, the, the deed of our home. Um, what are my options for the future? To be the, the home is paid off as well. Yeah, so if you've been on the, the deed for six months, then you could actually refinance that property. You can pull cash out. Um, you can put your own loan on it. Um, you can do a home equity line of credit. You, you have full ownership rights at this point. He could also keep it as a rental property. Yeah, you can keep it as a rental. Um, you, you, there's tons of options for you. I uh, got an email here, uh, red at radradio.com from Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Shelby. My wife and I are planning to get into investment properties. We are thinking of HELOC to build a second house on our property. My question is, would it be better to buy a standing home or build one? So there's some really good options for an ADU. Um, they're the county is looking at all different types of ways to help you build more housing. And through an ADU, I think they even waive all of the permit fees right now. What's an ADU? It's an accessory dwelling unit. So you can build up to 1,200 square foot home on your property, but they'll waive all the permit fees and everything right now. So that's a really good option. How I would analyze it is, is your property subdividable? If it is, then you definitely want to build two houses because then you could subdivide it and potentially sell the other one, which would be great. Um, but you really want to analyze what rent that you can get, and that would be best. Hello, Alex. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so my question is, is uh, me and my wife, we own two properties. I'm technically the only one on the loan for my uh first initial property but my wife's on the deed is my wife able to pull a heloc on that property because she's on the deed if if she's on title 
and she's been on title for six months, then yes, she can qualify in her own name to, to do the home equity line. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Email's RAD at radradio.com. Talking to Shelby Elias. Are you still doing the new home thing with the, the, the new construction, new build thing? Yeah, yep. So, you know, if you use us on a new construction home, we can credit back 25% of the commission um, to you guys to help you out. Um, we, we do a lot of really creative things, um, you know, to help any rad radio listeners any way that we possibly can. <laughs> and always, 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 always start with Shelby first. That's that's the thing is contact him. He, he Follow him on Instagram. Uh, it's just his name, Shelby Elias, E-L-I-A-S, uh, or uh, it's uh, financewithshelby.com. And uh, and follow him on Instagram anyways because he's always posting stuff. And it's like it's like th- these things. He just right away, he's thinking, this guy, he's got property. He wants to build a house to rent out. Well, right away, Shelby's thinking, can you build two? Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even thought of that. Uh, all right, more emails, R-A-D at radradio.com. Andrea says I'm in the process of converting my garage into a living space to run a in-home daycare. And eventually would like to use this current house as a full-blown daycare and buy a different home. Would I have to put 20% down on that different home or could I qualify to put down 3% since it will be my home and not as a business? At least she's thinking like you. She's looking yeah, for a hack. Yeah, so if you convert your, your primary, then you go buy another primary. As long as you move into that house, then you'd have to put 5% down. Uh, Roger says, I just got into the mindset of buying a house. I'm planning on moving in with my family to save money. <laughs> save money for the down payment and other expenses. Uh, knowing almost nothing about buying a home and only making about $45,000 a year, is this a doable feat or just a pipe dream for me? Sounded kind of pipe dreamy right now. But, um, yeah, that basically what, what I always recommend is give me a call first, then I can guide you and say, hey, this is exactly how much that you do need to make in order to qualify. So pipe dreamy in the immediate, but it's not a reason not to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's doable. It's just probably longer than he's thinking. Yeah. Um, Angela says, how much does it cost to obtain a HELOC? Uh, it, it all depends on, on what you're looking for, but typically it's around 3200 zero money out of pocket, but... You still have to pay title, escrow, appraisal, things like that. Yeah, so that's so. When you say thirty-two hundred, nobody's writing a check for thirty-two hundred. It's all assumed, it comes out right? of the line. Uh, Christine says we have a home that we are currently renting out. It seems that our property value is going down due to more homeless moving into the area. We aren't sure if we should sell now before the value goes down further, or is this something we should hang on to with hopes that things will turn around? Well, this is an interesting question. So instead of uh, values of homes going down because of you know the the, the way the market ebbs and flows. Uh oh, the neighborhood's becoming quote dilapidated. Do we? What do you do? Do you ride it out? Do we? Do we cut and run? Yeah. So what you want to look at is you want to actually look at how much that that property would potentially rent for if you want to move out of the area. But this is definitely something that we've seen a lot, especially in downtown Sacramento. Um, and it is a real concern. So you just really want to break it down and analyze those. So not an easy answer on that it, one. It's really not. I mean, even you if you find out what you could rent it for, then you're you're trying to rent a home in a questionable area to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, which might get you questionable tenants. I mean, I'm not trying to sound all yeah. elitist here, but it's your home and your house. It definitely is. It's really is. sad, though, because there's uh, this part of downtown Sacramento, cute. I mean, it's been around forever. And I mean, this is going way back. Long story short, one of my friend's grandmothers passed, and they're like, the family took the house. Like, you, you girls can rent it. Anyway, sometimes I'm in the neighborhood to go get stuff, and I'm like, such a cute, sweet neighborhood of these families that have been there forever, and these are cute little homes. They've kept them great. 
and right across the street is just lined up tents. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and it's God, moving what are it, they doing, in man? both Northern California and Northern yeah. Nevada, and it's moving into the suburbs, mm. and, and and people are starting to look around and go, wait, what? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Um, Ernie says, does an assumable loan apply to a couple getting a divorce to remove the spouse from the loan? Can the other do an assumable loan? If it's an FHA loan, yeah. Um, we always talk about credit a little bit when you're here. Uh, James says, I sold my house in May. I had to relocate for work. And I thought selling was the better option. However, during the selling and escrow process, I technically missed a payment as it did not close before the 30-day late hit for the month of April's payment. My question is, when I go to look at buying again at the start of next year, will that missed payment show up on credit checks? It, it might. I would call the servicer and, ha and talk to them about that and say, hey, this is what happened. Is there any way that you can get this removed? And they have the ability to do it if they want to. Hi there, Peter. Go ahead. Yes, um, I'd like to get a HELOC on my house in Olivehurst, and I own it outright. And the last time I checked, it was worth 300 and something thousand. And also, I'd like your telephone number, please. I don't own a computer. <laughs> okay. We don't, we don't usually mention yeah. phone numbers in this day and age, but do you, do you have a direct line number that he could call, like a United yeah. Wholesale Lending one? Uh, I mean, you can call 209 456 Four eight nine six, um, but yeah, and and in this case, this is something too that you actually wouldn't want a home equity line of credit. You would want just a fixed rate mortgage since you already have no mortgage on the home. You'll get in a lower interest rate if you do a fixed rate mortgage. So we'll analyze the benefit, but it I think it might be more beneficial for you to actually go with the fixed rate. I think we had, we've got to remind people, too. Sometimes we, we forget that, that there's a lot of first-time listeners. People might be going like, wait a minute, what does this guy do? Does he do lending? Does he do real estate? <laughs> he wait, does it all. You do it all. Yeah. I mean, that, we, we, you have both. Yeah. I have a mortgage company. I have a real estate company. Uh, we opened the real estate company in 2009. We have agents all the way from South Lake Tahoe, all the way Stockton, Modesto, Bay Area, pretty much all of California. Um so, you know, we use our extensive experience that I've gained over the last 20 years in investing myself into real estate. So that's the knowledge that we use is the knowledge that I've grown to know myself and what's worked for me on my journey. That's oh, we pretty got... amazing, too, though, because I'm trying to remember. Wasn't that also a weird time in 2009? <laughs> oh, yeah. For real estate? I mean, good for you. Yeah. Like, I'm opening. But that was the <laughs> meat of the Great Recession. Yeah, like, good for you. <laughs> Don's Amazing. never said good for me. That's when I built the studio. But, you know, 2010. That's fine. That's when we got into it. I was okay, building fine. it. Fine. You know, good for you. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Patrick wrote in and said, "Hey Shelby, I'm trying to help my parents out. They've been living with and taking care of my grandparents for the last few years, who just recently passed away. My parents will be getting an inheritance of about four hundred thousand dollars, and they need to purchase a house. Their only income is Social Security, which is twenty five hundred a month. Would you recommend buying the house in cash so they have no mortgage payment?" or getting a mortgage and investing the 400 to offset the payments? Well, you have to analyze the how much that they're actually getting in retirement to see if they can afford that payment. Because if something were to happen, if they invested the funds, can you still make that payment? So maybe it's a mixture of, of the two. You take a little bit of a, of a mortgage out, and then you invest the remaining of the funds. But that's what we would want to analyze. Financewithshelby.com is the website. You can follow him on Instagram at Shelby Elias. Uh, and he does all of it, he, and he puts up uh, all sorts of content uh, constantly as well. And uh, it's a good time to buy. Yeah. It's a good time to sell. 
Yeah, it is. It, it, it is a good time to sell as well. Um, you just have to make sure that you aggressively price your home. And if you can afford to rent it out, then that might be a, a better option as well. But that's what we break down. Did we miss anything? Uh, I don't believe so. The Rewire America is pretty good. So we're doing a lot of home equity lines of credit and uh, taking advantage of upgrading homes efficiency is really good. So if you're interested in doing any home remodeling or repairs, give me a call first and I will be there to guide you through it. Always just call Shelby first. <laughs> yeah. Shelby Elias, finance with Shelby.com. We are going to play, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we are going to play Master of Movies right now. we got a $100 Visa gift card. We'll give you a hint, play a famous movie clip. You give us the title of the movie and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the movie, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Master of Movies. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. And now back to Rad Radio. Our gift to you is showing up when we feel like it. Happy holidays. <laughs> Oh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com from Rusty. Hi, Rusty. Says, I heard the mention of free brine packets for any listener bringing in a new unwrapped toy with receipt proving a value of over $20. My question is not if there is still brine available, but rather is NorCal Gun Vault still accepting gifts for their tour drive? I will happily be dropping off at least one toy for oh, a child in need. Thank you. So there's a lot to unpack in there. We'll go in a mixed order. There is still a Rad Radio brine available. You've heard all the emails coming in from people who made the greatest turkey of all time or uh, they, they're stuck making turkey forever uh, for the holidays. Uh, they, you can order it and we will ship it to you. Like if you're going to do it for Christmas or you're just planning ahead, uh, go to radradio.com and you go to the stupid store. Superstore. Uh, also there are all of the fine uh, vendors and small business partners that still have some brine. Uh, a lot of them are sold out. A lot of them are low, but they're listed as well. And yes, NorCal Gun Vault is still in stock of brine, and they are still collecting toys. And here is the tie-in. They are collecting toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots Christmas Drive. If you bring in, as the uh, emailer, uh, what's his name, Rusty said, at least $20 worth of new unwrapped toys for donation and the receipt of purchase, uh, NorCal Gun Vault will give you a bag of rad turkey brine. Or if you're not interested, you don't have to take the brine. You just help a kid out. Uh, they're in Rockland, uh, and they're online at norcalgunvault.com. Com. Uh, as for Rad TV, it's very busy around there. Uh, Rad TV coming up this Saturday is another Radder Day. This Saturday morning, uh, we'll be live from 6 to 9, commercial-free and uncensored. You can watch or listen live, or it lives there forever afterwards, uh, on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Tomorrow is the Mix Picks podcast. Uh, Steve Mickelson and I will have our first guest ever, Dawn's husband, Gary. Yay, my sweet Gary! Uh, will be joining us, and we'll be talking about all the things you'd expect us to, all of the extraordinarily important college football games. Games. Uh, we're getting into it now, the six final weeks, the race for the NFL playoffs, uh, and everything in between. And today on Rad TV at 10 a.m. at members.radradio.com, it is Tech to You Tuesday. Yay, Ian! Ian will be talking about uh, the uh, TikTok fear-mongering and misinformation that is scaring people about an iPhone feature. Oh, He'll talk about car theft via relay attacks, no. which allows someone to steal your car from your driveway uh, in seconds and how they're getting worse. And he will no. explain how you can prevent them. Uh, and a lot of AI updates, including the uh, Pentagon getting closer and closer or more and more into it. They're already what? into it. Oh, uh, and he God. has some uh, updates on all of that. That's on Tech to Use Tuesday, which uh, comes up in about two hours on Rad TV Live. Lives there forever. Becomes a podcast tomorrow at members.radradio.com. Master. 
Sorry, holiday cash. Use it for anything, no matter what you celebrate or don't believe. <laughs> Caller 18, uh, Ryan, good morning. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. Yes, you are. Uh, you will guess first if uh, you know the movie you win. If not, we'll go to Natalie. Hi, good morning. Good morning. And Christy, your caller 20. Hey. Hi. Hey. We are looking for a 2013 drama. Why doesn't this angel come once every year or every Thursday afternoon for tea? It is. A, it's a holiday movie. It's a, it's a, uh, uh, it's described by Kyle in my my hint section. This movie looks so terrible. I'm sure they play it to torture terrorists. Yes. <laughs> 2013 holiday drama. Why doesn't this angel come once every year or every Thursday afternoon for tea? Ryan, do you know? A Medea Christmas. What about you, Natalie? Uh, I have nothing. Christy? I don't know, sorry. You lose. Oh, man. Don't have to apologize yeah, to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a cast. <laughs> Leslie Manville, Hans Matheson, and Samantha Barks in this 19th century movie <laughs> that takes place in England. A minister's quest to modernize his village puts him at odds with people who believe that whoever lights the candle that an angel touched will receive a miracle on Christmas Eve. Mm. It is called The Christmas Candle. Ah, uh, yes. The candle maker. Terrible. Do I have some questions for you? Why one Christmas candle and not 15? Why doesn't this angel come once every year or every Thursday afternoon for tea? And why in all of God's green earth, Gladbury? Why Bethlehem? Why a babe in a manger? I don't know uh, why, but I thought that that was Russell Brand. When you were playing the clip. Because they all sound alike. They all have a similar uh, accent over there. Uh, Another chance uh, for you to win a $100 Visa gift card uh, comes up uh, at uh, 9 a.m. with uh, Travel Trouble. So we mentioned that uh, Tech to You Tuesday is about two hours from now on uh, on Rad TV. Uh, you can watch it live, listen live, uh, and, or anytime afterwards on the membership site. It becomes a podcast on all the podcasting forums uh, tomorrow. A different Ian wrote in uh, and said that he had some nerdy pickup lines that he thought would work for, like, the joke segment for Tech to You Tuesday. Oh, okay. okay. Now, we're going to do jokes in, in, in a bit, but... Uh, come. Sweet. Did you say come? The, the, yes. Like, come what? inside? Yes. I, what? It's a good thing I wore my raincoat. I don't understand what you're talking about. What? Huh? Are you are you making... What is it? What, what, it's not raining outside. Uh, what? Inclement weather. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> By the way... I, 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 have you gotten hair down there yet? Uh, this is a family show. I don't know why we're talking about our private part. Because I can't. There's a there's a key word in there. Private. I can't talk to my dad about it because she's always passed out on the sofa. Oh. This sounds like you got some bigger problems than hair down there. I, well, cause I haven't. And kids at school are saying that they have. Just oh. use a sharpie or use your dad's uh, toupee. See, I don't get this kind of advice from anyone. Well, Thank there you. There you go. Write that down on your nerd book. Can I borrow a sharpie? I'm not allowed to use anything with a point. I'm too busy huffing mine. 
You're really taking a turn for the dark side uh, since the last well, time we saw each other. My my favorite character is of course Darth Vader from Star Wars. So, uh, are, are you gonna watch Attack New Tuesday? Of course, <laughs> I binge it every day, every <laughs> Wednesday. And so you binge it on Wednesday? What? Wait, Tuesday. <laughs> I get my days mixed up. Yeah, I think it's because of what you're smoking from what I hear from the other kids. Yeah, I, it's all that smoked turkey yeah. I ate over Thanksgiving. So, uh, uh, just uh, check your Tuesdays, the 10 a.m. on Rad TV, yeah. and this guy, this guy, Ian, who doesn't host the check to you. Tuesday. It's a different Ian. All oh, hail Ian. He said, "Oh, you're gonna love these because it sounds like you're heading down a bad road. These are these are these are nerdy pickup lines." Okay. Okay. Please hold on. I'm supposed to press the button here. Okay. You ready? Here we go. Hey, girl, you turn my software into hardware. <laughs> so you walk up to a girl, I guess, with that. Gross and scary. I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> and then you say that, and you're gonna go out on a Nikki date and get cooties. Well, you can turn her into a motherboard. What? But don't you guys what? text it, right? I mean, you're not text. I, I do not text girls. That is gross. <laughs> and I meet it. I meet in the metaverse. Hello. <laughs> yeah, but not girls, right? I mean, girls. Are all well, they don't have to be girls. They can be any anything that they want to be. I, mean, I if, prefer if, the cat girls. If it's Rawr. A, Rawr. Rawr. I mean, if it's a D and D setup, like we're gonna play or something, that's fine. I'm, why am I? This is so strange. Finding new friends. Okay, you walk up. You got and you say, "Girl, you are hotter than your bottom of my laptop." Oh, that gets hot. Wait, does she have a oh. fever? Does she have the COVID? My thighs have fan burns on them from my MacBook Pro. Why? <laughs> because it gets so hot. Why are you keeping it there? I well, I have. It's a laptop. Hello, okay. I put it on my lap. Well, here's another one. You say to her, "Are your pants a compressed file? Because I would love to unzip them for Ooh. you." Oh, yeah, a little windzip. Why would you do that? Because you can unload all that data all over yourself. What are you talking about? <laughs> Unzipping the file. <laughs> but it's her pants. You don't, know, you don't know what kind of MP3s she has in there. I or am, MP4s. I am very uncomfortable. Or dot .movs. Okay, one, one more here. Uh, you, ask, you say to her, are you sitting, sitting, sitting? Are you sitting on the F5 key? Because your ass is refreshing. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh. The best shortcut key when you're trying to find out when the next Star Wars movie is coming out. F5, 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 I feel very dirty. I have to go now, okay? Okay, bye. Bye! Tech to you Tuesday. As Two hours from now, Ian will be in. Not the Ian that just told jokes. The Ian from Tech to you will be hosting live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Happy holidays, maggots. Buy yourself something awful. I mean, rad in the stupid store at radradio.com. Uh, if we uh, jump back uh, an hour uh, before we read this email here, uh, we were uh, doing uh, the, uh, the pressure cooker for a $100 Visa gift card. Your next chance to win comes up at 9 a.m. with triple trouble. And uh, one of the questions was, uh, as we do all holiday themes, what, what, in what year were Cabbage Patch Dolls uh, the most popular toy for Christmas. The answer was 1984, and then Dawn regaled us with the story of the inventor of the uh, Cabbage Patch doll. 
and how he was, he was weird, and he uh, he stole the idea of the name cards uh, that uh, went with the the dolls. Uh, he stole it from a kid or a woman. Or so uh, yeah. one of the many women, but the current woman that okay. he was with, um, her kid, and 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 at some point just made the. The all-encompassing statement that he was weird, awful. I mean, he was weird yeah. and he was rude and terrible to these women. Um, and, and then I pointed out, I said that is all, of course, according to a movie that Dawn has seen and hasn't <laughs> looked into. And thank God for Brandon, who uh, connected dots and said, uh, "Are you sure you're not thinking about a movie about Beanie Babies?" He doesn't talk that way. Sometimes I do <laughs> want to talk about Beanie Babies. And uh, and and Dawn went, "Oh yeah, yeah, it was Beanie Babies. It, it was about uh, the Beanie Babies, uh, not not Cabbage Patch Dolls, right? So. And not on Netflix, on Apple no. TV, right, mm. right. <laughs> uh, and it, it was it was called the Beanie." Bubble? Does that there sound right? There you go. Sounds right. Okay. Uh, and, and now, so a few things. So Brian wrote in while we were doing the the, <laughs> the back and forth, and right after Dawn went, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no yeah, was, that, that was all applied to Beanie Babies. <laughs> and, and Brian wrote in and said, there is a movie about Cabbage Patch Kids. It's called Billion Dollar Babies, and it has Neil Patrick Harris in it. Nope. It was made in 2002. Haven't oh. seen that one. So I'm just all the, this no. is only to clear yeah. the record and to say that's not the one. That's not the one because okay. it is Gaphalakalis. Yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah. From The Hangover, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> and one of his, um, so not the original girl that he came up with the idea with. God, she's an actress. She's been in so much. I can't think of her name. Um, and then the second woman that he gets with is from um, that show you all hate, Succession. I know it wrapped up or whatever. The but Poor she, Man's Billions. She was one of the daughters on that. So uh, the so the Beanie Bubble, it, that's the one that Dawn was talking about, which was not about Cabbage Patch Girls, Mm-mm. but was about uh, Beanie Babies. It, it's it's not a documentary. It's a movie. It is, and, yeah. and And I have not had time to go through all of the, the fact-checking because there's a few <laughs> different articles. <laughs> Because they apparently, and I don't know if you notice this, because when you're first watching a movie, you know, who cares? You don't. The, it opens with a disclaimer that says, there are parts of the truth you just can't make up, and the rest we did. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, I do remember that, actually. I, I'll look through it so that if we slandered the creator of the Beanie Babies, <laughs> uh, we can correct the record, because apparently a lot of the movie on, about the Beanie Babies is not accurate either. So I've got to figure out which oh, parts. Oh, damn it, because it's a great movie. Are, I don't want to know. Well, well. <laughs> I, I know you don't. Our attorneys do want uh, to uh, to know. So I just wanted to clear that, clear that up. Here's Dr. Rob. Oh, boy. The doctor of love. Dr. Rob. All right, here's how the Dr. Rob segment works. You got a question, a comment, a problem of your own. Our phone number is 888-989-9811. You can always write to the doctor, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Remembering, I am not really a doctor, and you should suck it. All right. Uh, first, a couple of updates from uh, yesterday. Remember, we had um, 13-year-old joke teller Athena write in uh, via her mom uh, about uh, Grandpa having dementia, uh, and he's had a really bad 10 days. Uh, parents were away, and he's he's reverting back to his native language of Greek. He gets very frustrated because he doesn't understand what's going on, and they don't understand him. Mom is the only one that does speak Greek, and she she went through all these memories. That of, of him picking them up after school and going to the park, and now he just screams and yells, and she said uh, she just hides in her mom's room all day. Poor baby. Uh, so we, we did the best we could to, to give her some words. You wrote in some great emails. Um, I only mention all that because uh, I, I don't want to read it specifically uh, because of some of the details, but Antonia wrote, wrote in and said that the, us addressing it could not have come at a better time. 
and that it really, really helped Athena. Right. Oh, so, sweet uh, Athena. They are, they are very uh, grateful. Yeah. Now, the other one we had yesterday uh, from a name withheld woman was an urgent cry for help because her mom has decided to move back to her homeland country, leaving behind five grandkids, uh, moving back there because she reunited with her first love. Uh, they, had, uh, they had met again in September of last year. They rekindled their relationship. And she literally wrote, he is now telling her to move back because he needs her more than we need her. Uh, she's going to leave for a year or even longer. She, uh, and the letter writer says she's very conflicted with her emotions and very angry at her mom's decision. Did say, my dad wasn't the best. He abused her emotionally and physically. He passed in uh, 2018, addicted to pills, alcohol, and gambling. And we had a lot of questions Oh yeah. Uh, about all of that. For example, when he, when your, the dad died in 2018, was he still married to mom or had mom long since left? And that kind of led us down the road of did she heal from all of that abuse? Because this, the way this was phrased, right, this new guy, the old guy, the new guy, is telling her to move back because he needs her more than we need her. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's isolationism yeah, and, yes. uh, and, and an abusive quality. And why why is she going for a year? And why can you not, why, why can't you visit? Things like that. Well, and that whole time that they've been seeing each other, quote, quote, from September, right? Are of last year. Of last year, yeah. they physically seen each other. Right. Because well, the family not met him. Because like, clearly he's on the other side of the, the, the planet and he's telling her, Come live with me. Well, has he? Have, have, has she seen him? My God, we even went as far down yeah. the Kyle rabbit hole. Is 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 he? Is she being catfished? Possibility. Well, and, and if he is real, who else is there that she knows? Is it just him? That's very isolating. Do we know that she's going to Israel? Oh. What she said? We don't know if he is real. Is he real? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you will understand momentarily why that caught me so off guard, Brando. Um, what else uh, did we have? Well, and it? you know what? You did touch on it, but it's like yeah, when you, if she had been in that abusive marriage that many years and hasn't, and we don't mean, you don't just heal yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. There are, there are different levels to it, right? You heal from what was done to you because it's an awful experience. But then you also hope to heal what made you stay in that relationship so you don't choose another one like that. Because that would make me very uh, big red flag if she hasn't with any of those things. What's what's the, the, the chances of this being a good guy are not very high. And and because we had to guess and it, we, we, we gave all of that and then we said, but hey, now wait a minute. If none of that is right, if mom got out early, if mom healed, if mom got therapy, whatever she needed, and now... She finds her first love again, and and if she genuinely is happy and 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 wants to move halfway around the globe, as Dawn pointed out, we understand why you're gonna miss her. You wish Grandma was gonna be around. Yeah. But her happiness, I mean, that sounds like a woman that's earned it, uh, right? right? Yes. And and and, and, and you gotta kind of let it go. All right. So the letter writer wrote back in, um, and I'm gonna try to answer as many of the the, the questions that there were as possible uh and there is there is a there is a language barrier with the letter writer that i've had to work through on all these so i if i if i if i sound a little weird anytime that's all it is i'm trying to kind of meander through and give you the best information there was a lot she gave us a lot of information okay here's the story my mom separated from my dad for a few months in 2012 and then accepted him back the relationship ended when my dad passed in 2018 so they were married right up till the end. 
She says it was a very sudden death. He was visiting our place with mom, started feeling ill, lost consciousness, and died on our couch with me holding his hand. Oh. oh. While he was gasping for air and praying for forgiveness from my mom. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, that, oh my gosh. Wow. It was a quick and sudden 20-minute death. I was six months pregnant at oh. the time oh. and had no. to control my emotions just for the safety of my daughter. Jesus oh, my Christ. God. Oh, my Oh my gosh. Letter writer does say later. Remember, uh, she told us yesterday she's already in therapy over all this, and she does say later that she's got a lot of issues over her dad's death. She has to Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Who wouldn't? Throughout my, I'm sorry, throughout her life, she says, my mom was not happy with my father. However, she didn't seek any healing. In our culture, you don't seek help from someone when you are struggling. And she just moved on. She did mention to me how lonely she has been these past years. She says that she's old now and wants to enjoy her retirement, and if she stays in the state, she would have to continue working, and she'd be alone in her house in the evenings. She's 63 now. He's in the homeland, divorced since 2021, has two adult kids, a few grandkids that live in the same country. One of his sons and his granddaughter are his neighbors. Now, from what I can tell, a question Don brought up here again today, I don't think mom knows anyone. He's got all his family around him there, but I don't think mom knows anyone. She didn't. She didn't touch on that, but that's the impression I got. Uh, okay, I was envisioning much older. Sixty-three? Are you kidding me? You could still be vibrant and lively, and and not. I was envisioning. You know how this happens to some old people, even if they have friends. They're in their eighties and they feel lonely. This is a 63-year-old woman who can absolutely find a way to be happy with herself alone in a home. If a 30-year-old or 20-year-old woman can learn to do that, a 63-year-old woman can learn to self-soothe and be content. Of course, I get wanting someone to love. I, I, I believe that's ingrained in all of us. We want that. Um. But if you're doing this out of loneliness, that's not the best reason, right? You want to be a full-functioning person that can self-soothe, be happy and alone, but would love to add someone to your life. And at 63, there's so many things she could be doing to entertain herself with other people. I mean, we're, we're not talking about a woman near her deathbed here. Well, all true. Oh, my gosh. However, first of all, she didn't write us. So we can yeah, Second yeah. of all, uh, uh, the letter writer knows what I'm, what I'll allude to here already. It, it's very culturally on point that she thinks that early sixties is near death. For I, I know a lot about the culture that that, okay. that we're talking about all here, right. um, and I so I so to the point. Everything you just said, totally true to us, very American. And very not them. Okay. All right. Then let's add this in. She spent her entire life being abused and beaten down, and all of those things that you were just talking about, they take a lot of vibrance and a lot of self reliance. Look, I, I get it. Yes, she is. Mom is, it looks like in a lot of ways so far, right? Desperately running back to her only good memory of a guy. You know what? Damn. Listen, you meet people where they're at. I'm not, I'm not judging her. It's just when you yeah. said the age, I was like, I oh my gosh. No, that was oh, jarring dear for me. Lord. It was I, jarring for me, and I had to step back and go, wait a minute. In that culture uh, and, and with her past, okay. I, I understand how yeah, she yeah, feels yeah. that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and so maybe the letter writer can take some solace and understanding in that because ultimately we're trying to help 
occur. Um, now, next update. Did, how, where? How did they rekindle? Have, have they seen each other? Here's the uh, story. I, I, I don't know how they reunited or how they, they, they came back to know one another. Okay, But she says um, she, the mom, visited with him back in 2022 saw him, spent some time with him. So that sounds to me like the September of 2022 trip or whatever. Came back to the States for two months and then left again and lived with him for eight months. That was their tryout period. Okay. All right. So they rekindled hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she comes back and after two months, she goes, I'm going to go live with him for eight months and see if I want to be with him. Okay. That was their tryout period. She came back to the U.S. for two months and then she leaves this Saturday. That's where that comes from. Now, why can't the letter writer visit? This goes back to uh, Brandon's Israel line. Mm. We can't visit because we are not allowed due to the war. It ain't that war, though. It's a different war. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, She says we would have to apply for special visas, citizenship, et cetera. We don't have that much money now to do all that. There are five of us in my family. This is another reason I would be nervous and upset. So she's not going somewhere peaceful. There's a war. It's a big country. Um, and uh, there's a lot of places where there is no war. Um, I, again, I'm really trying to protect the letter writer uh, yeah, as best yeah, I yeah. can. I think a lot of you can just put two and two together and figure out what we're talking yep, about. Yep, yep. Um, she's a regular uh, listener and, and letter writer. So I'm trying to be sensitive as, as well. But I, I would hope and think. That the letter writer would mention if that was on her mind, uh, it, whereas it might be somewhere that's not in harm's way. I, I really say let the mom just go. Let the mom be happy. I, I really, like, especially when you mentioned, like, she's been beaten down. This is the last good memory she has of a man. And if she really feels like this is the last part of her life, let her be happy. You live in a day and age with FaceTime and phones and everything. It, you can still have a relationship. I mean, with everything that you laid out, right? They they have spent eight months together. It's not like they've just been uh, talking on the phone or saw each other a couple times. Actually, lived together for eight months, and she liked it enough to where she wants to move there. Right, but right? Uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong, though. I don't know. It, you, we're still you're still lingering though. We don't know what happened in those eight months. I, we know how she desperately wants to be with somebody. Yeah, but when you start telling me. Listen, when you start explaining something as cultural, you have to deal with that. You have advice to me is given based off that because you're not going to change someone's culture. You're not going to all of a sudden make this woman want to go and seek out help to see if she needs to heal and all of that type of stuff. But what right? if he's abusing her? I know there's nothing I mean, we can do about it. I'm just keeping it out there. There isn't, you right. know. I uh, that that's all the backdrop on mom, and then the letter writer just kind of emotionally vomits uh, about where she's at on this whole thing. One day I expressed to her how sad I am that she will be gone. He happened to be on the phone with her and overheard me. After they ended their phone conversation, she did say that his message to me is that he is sorry, but he needs her there more than we need her here. Well, what was the tone of that? You know, was it that loving... God, tell her I'm so sorry. I'm, oh, but I need you so badly because we're yeah. so in love. Or was it, yeah, well, sorry, letter writer, but I need you here. I don't know what to make of that. But letter writer says, that comment made me more agitated. I've never met the guy. Never talked to him longer than a few minutes. 
She wants us, she, the mom, wants us, all of us to accept him as part of our family and says that he is now equal with us on the level of love and care. Whoa. So we are no longer number one priority. Whoa. Don, you nailed it. I am not comfortable because I am not there to see him and how he treats my mom, and I'm yeah. not there to get to know him. I was very protective of my mom when mm. she was with my father, especially when he was physically abusive. I had to physically protect her. I'm very upset that my kids are now going to grow up without a grandma. I was close to my grandma, and I always pictured that my mom will be near when my kids are growing up, but she's willing to miss all that and move away, and I'm very upset about this. And I know, I know, I sound very selfish, but I just can't ignore the fact that they are her grandkids. How can she get so detached from them all so, all of a sudden? She was so close to them at one point. While she was gone for the eight-month period, we had a few traumatic events, and she wasn't here to support us through that. And I guess I'm mad about that, too. I thought we were supposed to stick together and support each other during all that adulting and lifing, and in my eyes, she got an easy way out and wants to escape. Again, this is me being selfish. I'm crying as I'm writing this. Putting all the words on paper does something. It looks like I have a lot to uncover and process in my therapy session. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong, and that's fine. I'm okay with that, but I'm with you, girl. I honestly am. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I kind of I, I did hear everything else that you read there, but um, what he said was enough for me. What she said was enough for me. Uh, no. Uh, what? Okay, if this was the original father that they started this family together, these are their kids, this is the original dad, yes, I agree. Dad, it's you two against everyone else, period. Even your own kids, you two have to be united together. Uh, It's you two first, and then everything else you created as a family. Who's this man? He just No, he's not a part of any of that. He's equal now? That's what mom says. No, 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 that, that... I'm confused. I'm confused what culture this is because in my culture, that that doesn't happen. Not not some new rando person. I don't care if it was the first love. It's not the original father, and and the grandbabies are like top of the chain, the food chain. So I'm just, I just, again, I without understanding. I don't know what I can kind of guess what culture it is, and I don't know much about that culture, and so. Men play such a dominant role that being a grandmother to your grandbabies just goes to the wayside. Yeah, I, I mean, this might be an important lesson for her to learn of what's more important. And the mom, if, yeah, yeah, the the grandma. Like, I mean, if she's really willing to just like ditch her family and go live with her her first love again and just go all that to the wayside, maybe she thinks you guys are okay. Or maybe she's fed up with them and doesn't and really rather just go back home and go to a, a, a life with a husband again. Or maybe she'll figure it out when she gets there and she goes, I really did something wrong. Well, like, I'm, yeah, I, I, we are only getting the letter writer's point of view. And for all we know, uh, mom did not enjoy being a grandma with all of the activities or she sure. felt exhausted. And then you add in this loneliness and this longing to be with someone and this feeling that I'm at the end of my uh, – because, again, again, I'm not trying to be a jerk to anybody – the letter writer is the one who's writing us, not mom. And so the letter writer has to kind of wrap her brain around how she's going to deal with this. And the you can be, and you'll work through it with your therapist, as angry as you want over the decision. You can be scared and nervous. I think you would be, if even if it was a great guy, halfway around the world. It's yes, they're 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 in a country that is at war. If they're in a super safe place, the country's still at war. Um, but you did write about that eight-month period when 
mom was gone and you had a few traumatic events and she listed them. I just didn't read them all. And you, and you're you're mad that mom wasn't there. And you said, I thought we were supposed to stick together and support each other. Well, you're not doing that for her right now. She couldn't do it for you. I think you're going to feel better if you find a way eventually to support her through this new adventure of hers. Yeah. So I there, there's there's two things going on here. Uh, the emotional side of it, which I'm right there with you. I can feel you and I get it. I really, really do. However, and you're entitled to that. And if this was happening to me, I'd feel all the same things. But the second part of it is at the end of the day, this is your mom's life. And each person, even when we're part of families, each friendships, whatever it might be, whatever relationships you're in, each individual gets to decide their own path. This is her story. This is her book of life, right? This is her book to write and all of that. These are her chapters. And I get it. You want to be a part of those chapters. You want her to be a part of your chapters. I understand all of that. But she still gets to make these decisions. And if she's happy, then you can still feel all your feels. But then also, you know, hopefully find a way to at least be understanding and maybe eventually happy for her. And even if she's not happy, it's still her life. It, yeah, 100%. And this is something this is something that Don taught me. If if there's if there is more of more and more of this tinge in your mind that he doesn't treat her well or that he won't treat her well, you make sure when mom leaves on Saturday that she knows she can call you. Yep. That it would be a safe call. 100%. That there would not be a whole bunch of, I knew this was going to happen. I told No. When mom gets on the plane, I assume she's flying out on Saturday, she has to feel like she's not thinking this. She'll be thinking it if the worst thing happens. When She has to feel like, I have got to call letter writer because yeah. she will yes. she will save me. Yep. Now, you mentioned that the, the, the letter writer is going to therapy and she's talking to us with the therapist. Is there an avenue she can bring up where you can have a discussion about Close people letting you down. Like, it's probably yeah. just going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. absolutely. That is something that all of us have to wrap our brains around. Well, we're all, we're humans. We're all flawed. We're going to get let down by the people that we love the most. We're going to let down the people we love the most. It just, it's, we're, humans, we are flawed. It's how we are designed. There's no way we can be perfect. And as long as it's not done in, like, a malicious manner and you're you're targeting someone to hurt them, you know, this is your your mother's not doing this on purpose. She's not wanting to make you feel this way is what I'm trying to say. However, what she's doing does hurt you. Flawed is such a nice word. Humans are just rotten, horrible people. I mean, we're the worst. is not a real doctor. He only plays a doctor on the radio. Most of the time, he's full of crap. You can write to the doctor anytime. R-A-D at radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Deck the Halls with craptastic rad swag. Available in the stupid store at radradio.com. A couple of follow-up emails, R-E-D at radradio.com. Uh, we had a, a Dr. Rob update from yesterday. Uh, mom is going back to the homeland, and the letter writer is mad at her. And is there some concerns that mom, who was in an abusive relationship with the letter writer's 
uh, dad is, is going to get into another one by going back to the homeland and being with her, her first love. Uh, first, a question from Greg, who says, how can the mother travel, but the letter writer can't? Is it like a dual citizenship thing? Uh, and she, or is she just not wanting to go there because of the war? So mom was born in the homeland. So yes, it's dual citizenship. Letter writer, I, as I understand it, was born here. Mm. Therefore, that's why you have to get the special visas and all of those other uh, things. Uh, Andrea wrote in, this is an up, maybe a, an uplifting way to look at it. Because remember, uh, the, one of the reasons mom is going is because uh, he, the, the, the guy, the new old guy, the old new guy, says, I need you more than they do. But we don't know how he said it. Uh, Andrea says, well, maybe the other guy's saying, I need you here more than they do. Maybe he's dying of a terminal illness hmm. and wants to give all his money to the letter writer's mom instead of his oh. family. There you go. All right. That, that, that could work out. Yeah. Money over your family? Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, uh, grandma <laughs> doesn't know any of this. It's going to be a good Christmas. Right? Uh, that's what, or, or. Donovan said, maybe the letter writer needs to just call up Britney's dad and get a conservatorship. If you're a maggot and you're listening to us, so you are. If you got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. We'll start with 13-year-old Athena. Hey, Athena. What do you call a turkey's evil twin? What? A gobbleganger. <laughs> From nine-year-old Lily. Oh, sweet Lily. What is a weatherman's favorite food in winter? What? A burrito. <laughs> yeah. What did the icy road say to the car? What? what? Want to go for a spin? <laughs> Now, Big D wrote in. Remember yesterday, he just went back to regular old dad jokes because uh, he'd been sending in Thanksgiving theme. I said, oh, I guess it's too early for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> he says, I personally don't think it's too early for Christmas jokes. I was just trying to give Kyle a break from the themed jokes for a couple of days. Thanks, Aww. Big D. However, Rob, it's your show. And if you insist, here are some jolly time dad jokes. I didn't really insist. I was just. Point out. Uh, Brandon, would you mind helping me with this first one? Sure. No, I don't know that everyone else would. I, I have faith in Kyle. I just uh, Brandon's my go-to. He's my right-hand man. <laughs> you know, uh, I have no faith in you. I mean, that we already figured out. <laughs> yeah, Thirty uh, years with you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't even know how to do it. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, 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 wait. Wow, it's starting out great. All right, ready? Yep. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Noah. Noah who? Noah good Christmas joke? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently not. Uh, What do they sing to Christmas trees at their retirement parties? What? Fur, he's a jolly good fellow. (laughs) F-I-R. What did the Christmas tree do after its bank closed? What? Started his own branch. (laughs) (laughs) These are from Leo. Hi, Leo. What do you call a Santa Claus who cannot afford to give gifts? What? Saint Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Alanis Morissette has a huge collection of Pennywise Ooh. dolls. Uh. <laughs> who would have thought it figures? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, the whole song? Oops. Okay. What? That was... <laughs> 
totally my fault. See, we're we're gonna go into just that line. Who would have thought it figures? I got it. Because that's see, that's the punchline. See, you know what? And then that would have been worth. See, Pennywise, right yes. from it. So who would have thought it, it figures? Right. And then we go right into just that line. Oh, that's okay. I don't even know the song. Anyway. That's why we were doing it. Yeah. So oh, then you would boy. hear it. Okay. Because you yeah. might you might actually go, oh, I see. When you hear it, you might, so. Does the song suck as bad as the joke? Actually, it's an excellent song. It's a huge hit. Number one hit for many weeks. (sighs) Brandon's pulling a muscle. I had it. I believe you. Brando. Right there. Oh, here we go. All right, you want, okay. okay. You you tell me, tell me, okay. We'll do the whole thing again. This is live radio at its finest. Wait, no. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's live radio. This is great. I mean, look. We can we can sound like monkeys having sex with a football and still be the best thing on the radio. So. Can you just fast forward, Rob? No, I can't. I mean, that's good. On on the equipment that we're using, oh, I can't fast yeah. forward. Really? All right, all right, you ready to do the whole yeah. thing? You're, right, you're, let's do this. Okay. okay. All right. So after I right after I hit the the rim shot, you hit you. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Turns out Alanis Morissette has a huge collection of Pennywise dolls. Who would have thought? It figures. <laughs> We gotta do it until we get it right. It turns out Alanis Morissette has a huge collection of Pennywise dolls. Who would have thought it figures? Don't you think? A little too ironic. What the hell is going on here? Where? We just want the line. Who would have thought it figures? Son of a. Where is that line? We're going to have a lot of jokes for tomorrow. That would be hard to find. Because you can't fast forward, apparently. No, I can't. Oh, right, right, right. You can't. can't. <laughs> He's doing this to me on purpose. <laughs> it's like, Rob, he's uh, oh, high and mighty, bossing me around. Oh, I got it. Lord. Okay. I got all right, it. All right. All right. Why, why do I, I feel like Charlie Brown about to kick the football? I, I have it. faith in him. All right. He's got, got it this I got time. It. I got it. Turns out Alanis Morissette has a huge collection of Pennywise dolls. Whoa. Who would have thought? It figures. See how great that was? That was so not worth it. But yeah, after after all, all that, that yeah, after all that, it was just a yeah. lot of work. In the moment, it would have been a chuckle, right? At best. <laughs> I'm just glad to know that if I ever need it, I have the full version. Of ironic, for some reason, at my fingertips. <laughs> the funniest part of that joke was all of that that happened. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right, we'll wrap it up with Bruce. <laughs> athletes get athlete's feet, but astronauts get mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Got a, got a song for that. I saw. Shut up. Just, just get. Just wait. We can play Rocket Man. I saw a sign that said drive-in window. So I did. Now my car is totaled and two people are dead. Oh. Jesus. Drive-in. Drive-in. Window. Yeah, there's a song for all of them. Oh, man. Jokes, email us, R-A-D at radradio.com to prove my point. This one just came in from Meg. Hey, Meg. Shut up, Meg. Uh, says, OMG, Brando fail. I'm dying. I literally have tears streaming right now. This is rad gold. 
I'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> that it. That was funny. We are going to play Treble Trouble, I think. Oh, we have a $100 Visa gift card. We'll give you a three-second song clip. You give us the title of the song, and you win. Caller 80 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the song title, ha <laughs> ha. Droplets everywhere. <laughs> no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob, anybody. And Dawn. The Rob, anybody. And Dawn Show. Welcome back to It's the End of the Broadcast Year and They Don't Care edition of RAD. Email the show, please. It helps us kill time. RAD at radradio.com. That, that is an ironic uh, 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 liner, as we call them, from Bob to come back with. Uh, that uh, it's the end of the year. We just don't care after the last uh, uh, many minutes. <laughs> I actually care. Yeah, I know. It I know. It's funny though. We, we all care, but we also we also we, we we're tired. We're punch drunk towards the end of the year. Things like that. And so and so weird, funny, strange, stupid things happen. So we were doing the joke segment, uh, and as Dawn has been so graciously pointed out to me for the last uh, ten minutes, it wasn't that hilarious of an idea to begin with, and and I knew that it was just meant to be a little a little add on. To, to this joke, uh, was like, uh, you know, Alanis Morissette collects Pennywise dolls. Right. Um, is, is it an ironic it figures or something like that? Yeah, I, yeah. Whatever. Right. And then and, and I thought, oh, okay, that you know, it figures. Like right? Pennywise is the doll from it. Yeah, yeah. So I chuckled at it, and I thought, you know what? We'll we'll do that, and then we'll quickly play the hook. We'll just play that. Her saying that, isn't it ironic? It figures, and that's it. That's it. Had it all gone off, it would have, as I said in the segment, it been a, a chuckle maybe. Or maybe somebody would have gone, oh, that's oh, okay, that that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we uh, when I hit the button, because so pull the curtain back. I I'll send Brandon emails and I'll say here here uh, take the take the the line, isn't it ironic? It figures, and just put it into my little box here. I got all sort of boxes because and, and and what's in the box? And, and, and <laughs> usually the right clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I when I push the button, the song started from the beginning. And so and so Brandon started doing this that thing funny. he does where he self-loathes live on the on the radio and TV. Uh, and, but he kept trying to find the, the clip, and so we kept telling the joke over and over. That was great. And over again. Uh, uh, so we got a few emails. Hector says, Rob, I'm laughing my ass off right now with the jokes and Brandon not getting the music just right. My question is, you go to him to help you out with knock-knock jokes, but he was messing it up, so does that mean you're going to go ask Dawn now? No. Oh, God. Mm. Not a chance. No, that wouldn't happen. Uh, Eric says, Wow. Isn't it ironic? The tech guy can't figure out the tech. <laughs> Who would have thought it figures? Nice. Well well played. <sighs> Kelly says, wow, I can see the flames from the train wreck all the way here in Utah. My face and side hurt now. Thanks for that. I really needed it. You're welcome. Oh, man. Jeremy says, I am crying, spelled wrong. Okay, we don't see the email. We wouldn't know. Crying with two N's, that must be called two out. M? Crying, crying, I am crying and dying, Brando. That whole jokes from the maggots bit mess mess up has me cry laughing at my desk at work. Well, and, and it's the way you, it's crying, you know, like you're crying. No, that's yeah, a yes, it is. It's that's what it is. It's not a typo. Yes, it is. It is a typo. Dude, have have the courage to write back and say that was a typo. Do not accept Dawn's lame-ass attempt to <laughs> make to lame, justify that. That's not lame. That is something that people do. Uh, Michelle says, thank you so much for making me just about tinkle myself. <laughs> uh, 
I truly oh. enjoyed watching Brandon try to get the correct spot of the song. The look on Rob's face <laughs> and Kyle's post-its. And, of course, Dawn acting surprised on the fourth go-around. This is why I renewed my annual subscription yesterday to Rad TV. Good. Well, thank it. you. Uh, speaking of, uh, Randy wrote in and said, if you needed something other than Christmas to gift someone or yourself a Rad Radio membership and uh, just listen to and or watch that ironic moment, don't walk. <laughs> Run to a Rad Radio membership for that Rad TV moment. Goodness me, that was a glorious. Yeah, that was way better than had it all gone off. Um, <laughs> Honestly. In the end, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the thing. The greatest moments of this show are the unplanned ones. <laughs> um, and if you were listening to that train wreck and you're like, oh, my God, I've got to see everybody's faces. It will live forever. And I know Brandon is thrilled about this. Mm-hmm. You will always be able to look it up and, and watch it happen on uh, Rad TV if you have a membership. Uh, at members.radradio.com. Where we are doing another Raturday show this Saturday morning. We will be live from 6 to 9. Commercial free, uncensored, only on Rad TV. You can watch live. You don't have to. It'll live there forever at members.radradio.com. Let's get to Treble Trouble. Treble Trouble Trouble it's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Treble, We have a $100 Visa gift card. Caller 18. Hello, Glenn. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. You will guess first. If you know the song title, you'll win. If not, we'll go to Marcus. What uh And Eric, your color twenty. What's up? We are looking for a pop rock song from nineteen ninety-six. What is the title of that pop rock song from nineteen ninety-six? Glenn, do you know? Oh my god, I do not. What about you, Marcus? Negative. <laughs> that leaves it up to you, Eric. Ironic. We shifted everything on the fly. How do you listen to this show and not know that we're going to do Alanis Morissette's Ironic? Um, we even had emailers writing in. Magus were saying, you've got to do Ironic for Trouble Trouble. How, how do the first two guys not know? Um, how do you do this show and not see that coming? <laughs> Apparently, we caught Dawn off guard. Uh, we have a $100 Visa gift card tomorrow morning uh, at 7, 8, 9 a.m. We got this note from Ramiro. Hola. Brandon's far Mexican. Says, hey, Brandon, I know you're going to talk bad about yourself, maybe even punch yourself physically oh. and mentally. Please don't. Okay. That was just freaking hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing, and I honestly would rather hear two hours of you fumbling and mumbling than anything else on the radio. Thank you so much. Uh, your chances to win tomorrow morning, 7, 8, and 9. Yeah. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.
from Rad Radio to you. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Boxing Day, Happy Festivus. Oh, come on. That's it. I'm out of here. Rad Radio, whatever. Uh, we got a follow-up email here from Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, who wrote in uh, about our uh, our jokes from the maggots uh, flubbing uh, uh, earlier that he was uh, crying and laughing, but he spelled crying wrong, which I always call out. Uh, had two ends, and then Dawn tried to justify it as being some intentional expression right, of emotion. Right, crying. Uh, Jeremy manned up and wrote in and said, the previous email did have a typo, Dawn. I mm. meant crying one end, but I spelled it wrong. Which, ironically, he then spelled, spelled wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> he did well, spelt. I mean, I should have known. You're a dude. You don't want to have fun with words. I was texting too fast uh, to get not to get in trouble for texting and emailing while working. <laughs> oh. uh, so then uh, we, we used ironic as the uh, treble trouble song, but somehow our first two contestants, oh, no, <laughs> and then caller 20 went, oh, come on, this show, it has to be. I mean, duh. Uh, this email says those first two callers are absolute idiots. It was so obvious you guys were going to do that so song. So obvious. I mean, <laughs> good Lord. Um, and then Brad, I love this email. Brad says, hey, I'm not so sure that the Brandon Little Tech error with the tune was an actual error. It had such comedic value. Is there a chance it was all just brilliantly crafted? Here's, here's what I love about the, that that email. Whatever form of the cliche that you like is is what we have around here. It doesn't matter that you felt that you fall. It matters how you get up. It doesn't matter that you fail. It matters how you recover. Because all of those things are going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen. Big, small, little, uh, live on the air. It doesn't matter that Brandon had put the entire song in there instead of the clip. <laughs> Which I'll come back to that. It doesn't. Because what matters is in the moment, did we recover? We did. We made it into something. And what's and what what I love about that email is no, none of it was planned at all whatsoever. And then in the in the course of four minutes, we said throw out treble trouble, get us get us a, a clip, find a find a tough clip of ironic, and and Brandon's doing that. Kyle, without even being told, runs me a new sheet. I'm already writing a new sheet. Kyle takes care of it. Great teamwork. That's what matters. Is the recovery now? My question for you, Brando, is yeah. how did that happen? Do you do you know what the? Because that's not that is not like you at all. I think I just moved. I was moving too fast, doing too many things at once. This was on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, so I was feeling good about being home and, uh, and yeah. enjoying myself and um, imbibing in some uh, some floral <laughs> uh, activities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think I just I put I, I just labeled the the track ironic, and I thought, well, that's got to be it. That that's the one I just looked at. It's the one I saved, um, and I just put it up there. And normally, you double check. That's another thing that we do around here. We <laughs> double check our work to make sure it sounds right. And I thought, oh no, that's for sure. That that's definitely it. I I don't make mistakes ever. Um, yeah, it's just it was just a once in a while and, type of okay. Thing. And you know what? You just he just touched on something else. I almost always. Triple check Brandon's work. They, they, when, when, like when every Monday and Friday when we do the sound effects for Steve Mickelson, I go through and I just hit all the buttons real quick and make sure, yeah, okay, yeah, those are all the... I didn't even do that because Brandon doesn't screw up. That's how something like that comes to be. Well, and as far like on-air stuff like that, anything on-air, if it's... If it, which we don't, if it had been planned, it would suck. That's right. why we don't plan things. Right. We work way better on the cuff. I mean, I yeah, I, I like in the like even like uh, commercials that you'll write right for the show. It's very much our words. 
because any time something I remember in the past when things get handed to me, I'm like, I I, I can't do this. Mm-mm. This isn't even who I am. I, we, none of us could be actors, right? Because they have to have their script and then act it out. I need stuff just to happen naturally and, yeah, like authentically. Well, I could have been an actor because <laughs> because if you if you are wildly good looking and talented. Which, oh, so you got the talented you, part. You get away with things like that because that's what Robin Williams did all the time. Robin Williams didn't read scripts. Robin yeah. Williams was constantly improving. And it's like, he's 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 genius, so just let him go. Have you watched the Sylvester Stallone thing yet? I have. Uh, a sly on Netflix. Yeah, oh, don't you love that part where he's acting with Robert De Niro? And they do that. Like, he literally just, he starts making up his own script. Sylvester Stallone did, and De Niro, he's such a pro, then he just goes with it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. All of this is just ad lib. It was a great scene. (laughs) But, boy, does Stallone have daddy issues. Oh, but his dad sounded awful. Hey, I'm not saying they aren't warranted. I'm just saying even now at whatever, 76 years old, they're still there. I know. Mm. Uh, But it's called Sly, and it's on on Netflix. So good. Uh, Eric, go ahead. Hey, Dr. Rob, I um, I just need some perspective on this situation. Okay. Not a doctor. My wife was gifted a large amount of money, and she refuses to split it with me. <laughs> okay, would you guys yeah. naturally? Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, what what is? Because I want to answer whatever you called for. Okay, I got it. Now what? What would you just want me to just start talking, or would do you have a question specifically, and uh, and then we yeah. can? Well, the, my question is, I just I need what um, do you guys think about that? So okay, where where did the money come from? It was gifted from her parents. Gifted from her parents. Okay, why why won't why won't she split it with you? Um, when I asked her about it, she said my parents gave me that gave that money to me. How long have you been married? Uh, over twenty years. Are things rocky lately? No. Okay. Um, do you guys share? How do you guys run finances? Do you have do you have do you like do, you like, do joint account everything? Do you each have your own account, etc.? Yeah, we have a joint uh, checking account, and then we each have our own savings account. We both have s- substantial savings. We both make uh, above-average incomes. Everything's paid for. Our house is paid for everything. So I don't know. That makes it even more confusing to me. Do you know why they even gave it to her right now? Uh, it was um, uh, money that they had, in- had inherited. So her parents inherited money and then gave part of it to your wife? Yes. Do you know what your wife wants to use the money for? Uh, she used part of it for, um, you know, retirement savings, and the rest is just sitting in the account. And her only explanation or justification to you is you don't get to have access to it because my parents gave it to me. Yes. Is the retirement savings, do you guys plan on sharing your retirement, or do you guys keep that separate? Well, that's that, yeah. That's the way she made it sound. Like you know, I did that for us, but we both have our own retirements. But uh, yes, okay. So, and I would find that to be probably quite common with people's workplaces, right? With, with what they're offered with work, where they have a, a retirement account, and the other person has a retirement account. What I'm asking though is, in your retirement, are you guys going to pull that money together? Uh, well, we haven't done that so far. Oh, I so- mean, we both pretty much are responsible for our own bills. Okay. Okay. Now, do you do you pay those bills out of the joint account or out yes. of? Oh, okay. So so all the money goes into the joint account, but then like you'll each take care of your own bills. Yes. And 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 so like you pay for quote your car, she pays for her car. 
And yes. then and then you split up who pays for utility and things like that? Yes. Okay. Sorry for so many questions. We're trying to get a real picture yeah. here to comment appropriately. Yeah. Have have there been any I'm sorry if I'm getting too personal, but have there been any instances in the passes where you've been frivolous with your money and she's disagreed on mm-hmm. you spending things and she really wants to make sure that she has a, a good chunk that's gonna be used for something important? Um, yeah, like she's she has said, you know, I don't save enough for retirement, but my retirement covers everything, so I don't know why. Uh, we would need to save more money. So, uh, okay. So initially, for me, this would be odd to me if you guys were set up um, as a couple that shares everything, right? You, you, all the money goes into one account, and from that one account, bills get paid. You have no separate accounts, other than I understand people can easily have separate retirement accounts because of their work and the four hundred one ks and all that set up. But you you don't your savings is both of yours. It's one account. Like if if you two are united in sharing the money, what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. This would then be odd to me. I'd be like, okay, why out of nowhere? Is she not sharing this? Because people that that do that, whatever money comes in, it, it, it's for both. Period. End of story. They they don't even think twice about it. it, it it's 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 their it's shared money. Um, but the way you have laid out how you guys have operated your money for twenty years, this doesn't surprise me that she's doing this. And I'm curious why it's surprising you, since you guys have kind of kept things together but separate. Um, anonymous female wrote in and said, why does a wife have to give her husband half of a financial gift she received when they both make a lot of money? I'm confused. I'm confused about the whole thing. I, I'm really, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture how I would react if it was a similar situation. And, and my storyline is like the exact opposite. If Christina's parents inherited a bunch of money from their parents and said, here, Christina, here's $50,000. I would say to my wife, it's your money. It doesn't matter who married, community property. It's your money. What do you want to do with it? And I think my wife would then say, I want to talk to you about how we're going to spend it or invest it or or or, or do it. I, I, it's, uh, I, it, it, there's, and it is confusing to me that they seem to be very, I mean, you seem to be well off. All the bills are paid, substantial savings, he said. Retirement, he says his retirement's handled. There is obviously a disagreement about how money gets spent in this relationship. Uh, I mean, Kyle, man, bingo, he nailed it. Sounds to me like the wife has some built-up resentment over maybe, and this is very stereotypically true, men and women with money. Women are much more cautious and sometimes paranoid, and men are much more aggressive and sometimes reckless. And oftentimes we see each other through those prisms. And, and, and so he may be quite responsible, but not for her. For her, he's reckless. But he may be reckless, and he thinks she's too cautious. So that's, I think that's where the issue is. In the end, I mean, she, the answer to the question, she doesn't have to give it to him. He's not entitled, quote, quote, to it. It is a direct gift. I mean, if we're going to that's why I asked about have there been any problems. We're going to start talking, is this headed towards divorce kind of thing? Um, because she, the, the way she acquired it doesn't matter through the Well, I, 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 I still stand with him giving me the history of how they've handled their money. This sounds like what would happen. So I don't know what he's surprised by. But 
now I'm just now concentrating on the email you got from the woman who's like, why does the woman have to give half, you know, give some of that to her husband? Because some people, that's how they set up their marriages. Yeah. Some people, they share whatever comes in. They don't view it that way. What Whatever money my husband makes and whatever bonuses he gets from the zoo, what, what, prop, what property, whatever he gets, it's ours. Whatever I get, it's ours. That's how we have it set up. Some people, that sounds awful to them. And I, I th- personally, however anyone wants to set up their money and how they handle it is their business, right? So I don't. I don't have this whole thing of you have to do it how we do it or you have to do it how they do it. I'm curious with him, why is he surprised by this? It sounds like they have joint but separate. And that's how it's been for 20 years. Which, by the way, if the email had said, just cleared up, why does a husband have to give his wife half of it? The answer is the same. It's not a man-woman gender no, thing. Oh, God, no. It's, it's your, um, if you're of the mindset that you share everything and you're a married couple – it's either or. It doesn't matter. That's your mindset is it's shared. Whatever money comes in is shared. But I know not everyone operates that way. Right? Yeah. They, sometimes people have their own, like this guy, when he, right? The, the, the gentleman asking, he has a separate savings account from his wife. They both have their own savings. So, okay, well, if that's how you've had it set up for 20 years, of course she gets a big chunk of money and wants to put it in her savings. Yeah, like, I, I, I just I don't... I just have a different view of that because... No, they, I do too, Because but... they, they do it the way my wife and I do it. So you, it's not separate. Oh, it's mixed. Uh, it's all mixed. Well, that's what, see, And just because you have separate accounts, it's still all mixed, which again is why I would, I would just do it logically. It's your money from your family. You keep it. If... If Christina got a huge bonus at the law firm, that's ours, even though she has her own account. Right, but I um, – And I don't know why he doesn't have that mindset. Yeah, so you know what? We're not – we're saying the same thing, but not – you're understanding it more because that's how you guys run your finances from how you're hearing him, yeah. right? And and I'm Similar. Take, and I'm taking it from the viewpoint of, like, why is this a surprise? I guess it's a surprise in the aspect of why didn't his wife do what you said your wife would do, right? You would be like – what you said. Hey, awesome. Your parents gave you that. But she'd be like, yes, how do we want to deal with this? That's probably more of what he's asking. Why didn't she? Yeah. Since they do some things jointly with their money. Yeah, and I, I would only understand that if they did everything separately. Then I would then I would be like, well, why are you even asking this? In the gray area of the same world that I live in, I'm like, I'm just, I, I, I'm, I, this is making my head hurt. Yeah, you can tell he's like a little jealous. It seems like a, almost like a sibling situation where somebody gets a, a present and they're like, he won't share, yeah. won't share, come on. Well, but and my thing, like, uh, he, he said that, so they're supposed to share retirement, but that hasn't happened yet. So the only thing that would make me feel uneasy that maybe he feels is like, well, if you're supposed to, but you haven't yet, and she's gathering more money in her retirement, is it ever going to get to that point where you will share it if he needed it, right? Like, if you're a married couple, don't you want to have each other's backs? Could you imagine being in retirement and being like, oh, too bad, so sad, your your yeah, account's low. That's what I'm, I mean. I'm over here doing okay. Sorry, fella. I mean, don't you you, you want to share that? And we're back to spouse? we're back to Kyle's uh, to <laughs> Kyle's point that he drug out of the guy. The, the the caller says, my retirement's set. We're good. She thinks it's not. And so there's this 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 battle that's going on. By the way, uh, many of you wrote in like Jasmine uh, to uh, confirm what I said. Thank you. Uh, like uh, I work in family law. She is not required to share her, her, her inheritance or a gift. That's her money legally. She's probably trying to protect her money. 
Uh, it's wise of her. I'm not okay. Fine. Well, anyways, that just clears that up. That she doesn't. She doesn't have to. And I, yeah, legally she doesn't. It's kind of that whole relationship thing, I, and, and what's going on with them in terms of uh, spending and resentment. It sounds like. Well, why do we have to add in those ex? I, I, I am really trying hard that I don't judge people on how they. I, I truly do not judge people on how they handle their money. I don't. But when you do it um, as one, you always hear stuff like that. Like you know, it's wise of her to do that. Why? They've been married for twenty years. Why is it wise for her to do that? Like I mean, right? Well, like right. I legally is what that person was talking about because uh, she's talking from family law. Yeah, so okay. and that's all lawyers look at. They're like, <laughs> legally, this is what what we're telling you to do. Then you get love and emotions involved, and it all goes out the window. Ironically, we have to play win wraps change. Uh, we gave away over seven hundred dollars uh, at uh, six thirty this morning. Uh, uh, Richard had figured out that we were looking for the zip code. Uh, of uh, North Pole, Alaska, the numbers that were in it, not in the order of it, uh, but all of those numbers, you jumble them around, and we gave away, what was it, $709.59, something like that. Uh, so we got a brand new amount in the bucket. The picture is posted at radradio.com and social media. That's all you have to go on. So we'll get our first guest right now. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's chain. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Ho, ho, ho. Merry f- Christmas from us. Email the show, rad at radradio.com. Uh, we got an email here, rad at radradio.com from Justin. Hey, Justin. Uh, I want to I thank that dude that, that called in out of nowhere for an impromptu Dr. Rob. of uh, My wife just got a bunch of money from uh, her parents, and she won't split it with me because I, I, it, it, it truly mind-screwed both my wife and me. We've been texting the whole time trying to figure out how what in the world is going on in this uh, in this relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, the one thing that Kyle pulled out of uh, out of the color was that uh, uh, they clearly don't see eye to eye on spending, uh, and, and the wife sounds more conservative, and the husband sounds maybe a little bit more uh, either uh, realistically like it's no big deal, we've got this, or maybe reckless. Who knows? Uh, so Justin says it sounds to me like he's thinking. We can finally get that boat that we have always wanted. <laughs> and she's thinking, we're not spending this on a goddamn boat. Yeah. Hey, if you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, coming up after we start another round of Win Romps Change, it's the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, you big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? We got my dog Walter in the house again. Oh, Walter. I'm going to make him do some downward dogs, some back flips, and maybe walk around on two legs. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and then uh, after Walter the Hound is featured, 15 minutes or so, so after that, it'll be the end of the show, 10 a.m., but Rad TV continues. It's Tech to You Tuesday. Woo-hoo. Ian from Tech to You will once again answer any questions you have, talk about an iPhone feature that people are getting scared through some fear-mongering misinformation about on TikTok. He's going to clear that up. He's going to talk about car theft via relay attacks, which allows someone to steal your car from your driveway Jeez. in seconds, and how they're getting a lot worse and how you can prevent them. He's got an AI update as well. That's all on Tech to You Tuesday on Rad TV in about 18 minutes. Uh, at members.radradio.com. You can watch or listen live or check it out anytime afterwards. Tomorrow becomes a podcast on podcasting forums. And this Saturday is another Radder Day on Rad TV. We'll be live from 6 to 9 a.m. commercial free and uncensored on Rad TV. Saturday morning becomes Radder Day morning at members.radradio.com. The best things in life are free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. With my change. With Rose Change. That's what I 
updates uh the guy that called in about the the money eric he was nice enough just to send an email and said thank you for all your thoughts appreciate Aww. that uh and thank you so much to michelle i totally forgot this from uh, we gave away uh, uh whatever we gave away well was it 759 09 on i got it one second seven earlier earlier this morning seven something it was seven hundred and nine dollars and 59 cents all right uh and we went through all the clues that led you to north pole alaska and we were looking for numbers that were in the zip code but i didn't do what michelle wanted me to do are you going to explain clue number one from the last round of win romps change there are four different numbers or are there was that because there was a zero in the answer my inner slightly nerdy brain wants to know you got it michelle there are certain people who want to claim that a zero is not a number. It is a number. All mathematicians know that. Uh, and and uh, it, it was um, Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, I think. Oh, man, I'm going to screw this up because they have this little sibling rivalry. It was either her or Chris, the princess spreadsheeter, who said, I think this is that stupid argument over whether zero is a number. Uh... And the other one was going a whole different direction. But that's what that's what the clue was supposed to allude to. Either way, we start over, so we just have the bucket picture, which is posted at radradio.com. Darcy, your caller 18, good morning. Good morning. All right, take a shot. Give us uh, give us what you think might be the correct answer. Um, four oh five twelve. Four oh five twelve. Yes. All right. Oh man, you ching ching pow pow. Let me see here. <laughs> in the guess, four hundred five dollars and twelve cents. Two of those numbers are in the final correct answer. So uh, either a four and a zero, or maybe a five. And a, and a one or a two and a one. Two of those four, five, two of those uh, uh, numbers, because those are five different numbers, right? The two of them are in the final correct answer. Your next chance to win is tomorrow morning at 6.30. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Stuff your stockings with Rad. There's plenty of actual junk available in the stupid store at radradio.com. We got an email here, red at radradio.com. We were talking to the uh, the guy uh, who, who uh, called in and said, uh, wife got a bunch of money from her parents, but she's not going to give me any. Uh, and I pointed out, at some point, legally, she doesn't have to. It's all protected. And I mentioned that a, a few people had written in and said that uh, after the emails came in after I had said it, but uh, they were just confirming, and I just picked one to read. It's just, it's so weird how the, you, sometimes you don't have any idea that you might just lift somebody up without even knowing it, oh. without trying it. Because the email I read was from Jasmine, because she's in family law, yeah. and she wrote back. And she said, hi guys, I just want to say thank you. Usually when I write in, you read my notes on air, and it really means a lot to me, and it makes me <laughs> oh. feel special. Oh, You've been a steady and positive part of my life for so long. You were there through some major losses and major joys, and I love you guys so much. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you, Jasmine. Uh, also, quick update from uh, the letter writer of the last two days on Dr. Rob, mom, moving, you know, I-Y-K-Y-K. If you know, you know. Right. Yay. Don't have time to recap the whole thing. Sure, up back one more time. Says, I listened and I heard every word y'all said, and I just wanted to say thank you very much for taking the time to read my blubbering and validating my feelings and emotions. You all nailed it. 
Rob, yes, my mother is exhausted and wants to live for herself, and she deserves that. She's been through a lot. I'm going to learn how to live with that and how to accept her decisions. In the end, it is her book to write, as Dawn said, and my main responsibility is to support her when she needs me. Thank God I have therapy today. It'll be one wet session. Oh, sweet. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're a welfare recipient and you're just waking up to start your busy day. Good morning. Here's a recap via emails from allegedly working Americans of what you missed on today's show, Graham. We gave away $709.59 in WinRob's change to Richard, who wrote in. And said, I just want to say thank you. My wife just had some dental work done, Ooh. so it will help pay for it. Yeah. Yes. Pricey. There's no such thing as good dental insurance. Yeah, right? Ugh. Jesus. <laughs> um, David wrote in because we're getting ready for Tech to You Tuesday in about seven minutes uh, on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. And one of the things we've been promoting is the Ian from Tech to You's going to be talking about these, uh, what are they called specifically? These relay attacks where uh, p- people can steal your car from your driveway in seconds. Uh, and, and he's going to explain the technology and how to get around it. Well, David's got it covered, he thinks. He says, people are always going to find a way to circumvent safety measures that a car company puts in a car to keep it from being stolen. That's why I'm glad I have a millennial and later anti-theft device. You might know it better by its street name, Stick Shift. <laughs> Five-speed manual transmission. Well done. Five-speed. <laughs> well, uh, hey, if you watch this live on Rad TV, uh, members.radradio.com, you get a question of the day during commercial breaks. Email in your answers. We uh, share some of them at the end of the show. What was today's question, Brando? What is the meanest thing that you ever did mm. to a sibling or that a sibling oh. did to you? Mm. Oh. We, uh, we got quite a few uh, different uh, uh, versions. There were, there were, there were, you'll hear a few of them. There's some where people, they, they, oh, that's just, just silly. Some that were mean and turned out good, and some the people clearly still need some therapy. Oh. Uh, this one is from an anonymous woman. Hey, girl. My older brother was six years older than me. He wrestled, and I always was a practicing target. Oh, no. One day, he was showing off for his friends, and he hogtied me with my own underwear, giving oh, me a wedgie. Oh, In front of all his hot friends who I had crushes on. No! Then left me out in the freezing cold garage. Oh! When he finally let me go, because I was crying so hard, he tried chasing me down to say he was sorry, but he was laughing so hard that I saw Red, picked up a pen, and stabbed him in the shoulder. Oh! <laughs> At this point, we felt even, and we never even told our mom. Okay. Uh, this one's from Melinda. When I was a baby, my brother liked to put a wet washcloth over my face and leave it there until my face turned red because he thought it was funny. Oh, God. It wasn't until I was much older that I realized my brother was waterboarding me. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's what big brothers are for. Man. Uh, Bradley says, oh. my sister and I were in our early teens. I went to fake punch my older sister to make her flinch. But she leaned forward, and I broke her nose. Oh, oh God. Her fault. Oh, damn. <sighs> what? Yeah, she leaned forward. She, she <laughs> flinched the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That's what her brother would say. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Don't flinch towards it, <laughs> dummy. Stop crying. Oh, no. Uh... <laughs> this is from uh, Libby. Hi, Libby. I have five older sisters. One would get mad at me and get me on the floor and put her knees on the muscles of my arms so I could not move. And then spit in my face. Uh... But she would do it real slow. So when I would shake my head back and forth, the spit would string across my face. Oh, God. Why did she do this, you ask? Because she's a bitch. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ooh, boy, that's present day talk. And then there's it's this not one. She was no, a bitch. no, no, it's very it's clear. She yeah. is. Very clear. All in caps, too. All in caps. <laughs> oh, my God. 
because she is. Oh, no. Then there's this one from Brittany. Hey, Brittany. When my little brother would annoy me, I would run to the bathroom and grab the plunger. I would then chase him through the house and sit on him, holding his arms down with my knees and plunge his face. Oh. I'm now 37. He's 31. We are best of friends, and I try oh. not to bring it up now because he's a lot bigger than me, and I feel like payback <laughs> will happen at some point. Oh, Tech to you is next. Uh, Tech to you Tuesday on Rad TV on the membership site, and we will be back tomorrow. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you.